Sunday, it's 12 noon. I'm Russ Kane, and welcome to Men's Radio Station. Something a little bit different and something very special. We're marking Men's Mental Health Week. Uh, about 17 years ago, a, a man with great foresight called Kenny Marmarella de Cruz, and that really is his name, Kenny Marmarella de Cruz, started men's groups way before it became thing to do or was even popular or was even basically a thing and for 17 years Kenny has been working tirelessly we were uh, Howard Jameson my co-founder and myself were absolutely delighted when Kenny joined up with us on men's radio station to bring his talent and his particular skills to mark men's mental health week we have a special show uh, Kenny will be doing a live men's group here in the studio for the next about two and a half hours. It's really groundbreaking stuff. So, and listen, if you have been struggling with uh, mental health problems, we'd very much like to hear from you. If you want to share your story, please do. Just go onto our website. Just go on to www.mensradiostation.com. I'll give you that again. It's www. As always, mensradiostation or one word. dot com. Contact us, and we'd be absolutely delighted and pleased to hear from you. Anyway, for now, I'm going to leave you in the brilliant hands of the man whisperer himself, Kenny Marmarella de Cruz. You're listening to Kenny Marmarella de Cruz on the men's radio station. Welcome. To Men Speak Radio. This is a very, very strange and unusual show because my voice has gone underground. Can you hear how low my <laughs> voice is? It's really cool, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, what we're going to do with this show is demonstrate a men's group, and there are six of us. So, we are officially the Dirty Dozen. And we're going to be dirty enough that this is James's first ever men's group. So this isn't how all men's groups run. This is how this particular... Every men's group's different. It depends on who's in the room, uh, what the moon is doing, what digestion's doing, what the weather's like, what's going on in people's lives, blah, blah, blah. So without going on and on and on too much, I am going to hand over to Yogesh, who is going to read the ground rules. The first thing that we do before we start a men's group is check out the <coughs> ground rules. And once everyone's agreed or added or taken away or haggled, once everyone's checked in and said, yes, I can own those ground rules, then we kick off. Over to Yogesh. Do I have to put that funny voice on? Funny voice? <laughs> How All right, let's start. Um, the first ground rule is confidentiality. So what is said in our men's groups stays in our men's groups. Uh, phrases like, I saw this on TV or my friend said are fine as long as no one can be identified. This is often referred to as the Chatham House rule, and we take this very seriously. The second rule is respect. Respect yourself, everyone's truth, boundaries, feelings, perspectives, and stories beyond judgment and projection. Respect the space when others talk and listen. Respect of other people's people naturally follows on from self-respect. Take part authentically take part in the group with words and in silence better to say pass for whatever reason 
than to resort to banter, perform, put up a smokescreen or say any other tactics to hide from what you might be feeling, thinking or whatever might be triggered inside you. We practice authentic presence and connection. Number four, be honest. Be honest with yourself and the group. That way you can own your own feelings and work them through rather than quietly internalize, suppress, then possibly dump them on someone down the line. We get to know our shadows, we consciously break limiting patterns and we set ourselves free. What a relief. Number five, own what you say. Use I statements rather than you, one or we. What you say may not be true for other men. Depersonalizing avoids ownership of feelings, experiences, opinions and issues, making change an uphill battle. The word we seeks validation and acceptance of other men. My puts your truth before your need to fit in. Number six, stay in the present. Be clear about what is true right now and what was true of the past. Words like always and keeps on limit present opportunities to past outcomes, whereas sometimes and used to make space for change. Number seven, don't bully. This is a safe, inclusive space. Neither aggressive nor passive aggressive behavior is an option here. No one's safety will be compromised. Men can learn how to better question, challenge and disagree when their buttons are pressed. Be aware of when you feel vulnerable and your defenses come up. Number eight, don't dramatize. When someone speaks, give him space without his story, with his story, without commenting on how good, bad, ugly you think it is. Hijacking or making a drama of another man's story might limit him. Let him name it, have it witnessed, learn from it, let it go. Number nine, experiment with who you are. If you've survived life by clowning about, appearing aggressive or passive, this is a space where you can experiment with other parts of yourself and feel which personality fits. Test drive the more authentic you and take him out into the world beyond old playground or professional personalities. Number 10, name what's triggered. One man's story is another man's emotional reaction. So best name the issue triggered, talk it through and let it pass. Carrying it home and allowing it to get hold of you feeds it and keeps it alive. We name it, we don't shame it or blame it, then live beyond it. Number 11, live beyond the rules. Playing small to be safe or liked may keep you small and stuck. Exploring the edge of your comfort zone may bring challenges and help you grow. Live beyond your fears, fantasies and old restrictions to express a more authentic you in daily life. And finally, number 12, always talk about men speaks men's groups this is not a fight club the first rule of men speak is you tell everyone about men speak tips techniques and tools picked up in a men speaks men's group are best shared far and wide the more men we support the better our world brilliant thank you so to get a copy of the ground rules and the check and run that we're going to use right now you can go to mensgroups.co.uk does anyone have anything they need to ask about the ground rules or add or take away or haggle or edit or anything, James? Um, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with them. I, d I might break a few because it's my first time and I, I'm new to this. That's uh, I'm included. I'm sorry if I do. 
There is but one ground rule that says play bigger, play big enough to get things wrong, play big enough to grow. So that's taking part. It's not about play small and get it right. It's like play good, play big and meet your edge. So that's cool. And also, don't forget, no pressure. You're allowed to say pass. Yeah, that's all, yeah, definitely allowed to say pass. I'm ready. I'm yeah? Excited, yeah. Anyone Bit else? Nervous. Are we all cool with it? We are in. So ground rules. We've agreed. We've all checked in. Next thing we do is two minutes silence. I'm not going to do two minutes because apparently it's bad radio. And I'm putting on my radio voice. So we're going to do 20 seconds instead. So here's 20 seconds silence. straight in checking round over to you Bertie <coughs> so my name is Bertie right now I feel uh, there's a little bit of nervousness there but mostly it's just like just happy to be here I think this is going to be good fun uh, what I want from this group is mm, nothing in particular just share, listen, uh, take the piss a bit. My age is 26, uh, Chinese signs monkey, Western sign Capricorn. I am single and on the market and I'm straight. My favorite piece of clothing. Oh, uh, so we've changed this one. Yep. Last, Last time, time I cried. I cried. Uh, it wasn't a proper cry, but I shed a tear this morning at book I'm reading um, a very touching moment in it um, the last time I no I'm going to pass that one because yeah uh, it's just it doesn't feel right to do it on radio and tell them what it is that's the last time I ejaculated question right yeah and good your exercise you're, you're pulling out your your pass card totally yeah. loud it's not about pressure and performance by the way, quick question. Don't worry, it's all about <laughs> ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you ejaculated? <laughs> Was your crying, sad crying, overwhelmed crying, speechless crying, heart opening um, crying? Yeah, I think it was the one you talk about, that heart opening. That's the best kind of crying, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's good to know that there's lots of different crying, eh? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Well, makes me sound smart. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, my greatest fear right now, mm, I don't know. It's something about saying something that will get me in trouble, or that I'll like be embarrassed, and my mum will say, "What did you say on this?" <laughs> you know, something <laughs> like that. Do you know that that's a really good point. We could agree that, because this isn't live anywhere, that we could have anything beeped out or edited out so none of us feel like iffy or overly vulnerable or anything. 
Um, so shall we make it safe that way? Yeah. Cool. So any fears left? Uh, no. Sorted. Um, <coughs> I'm sick of um, not being on holiday or going on holiday next week. So yeah, <laughs> that's taken a long time. <laughs> I love mm, the sunshine, definitely. I am, yeah, just quite curious to see how the group turns out. Cool. Thank you. Oh, is it me now? Yeah. Okay. This is James's first time. My name is James Blake. I feel like that's the start of an Eminem song. Um, (laughs) Sorry for the joke. Um, I feel a little bit nervous, which is why I'm making really bad jokes. Um, I'm a little bit angry because my phone went off at the start and it shouldn't have done. But otherwise, I'm I'm good. I'm quite I'm quite quite in a good place. Like I said, a little bit nervous. Uh, what I want from this group is to to learn, um, hopefully a lot about myself. Uh, maybe sort of talk about some things that are bothering me and. Um, yeah, my age is 24. I think I'm the youngest in the room. My Chinese sign is pig. Uh, my Western sign is Aquarius. I am single, on the market, and confused. My sexuality is straight. That is heterosexual, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, my favorite piece of clothing, I just bought a really cool T-shirt, which I didn't wear today. Why? I regret now. Uh, it's got the Warner Brothers logo with Bugs Bunny on it. Ah. And I'm a big Bugs Bunny fan. Ah. So. Also, don't forget that we've swapped that one for the last time I cried. Oh, so should I say the last time I yeah. cried? Um, it was a couple of weeks ago. I was on the phone to my nan and she's suffering from Alzheimer's and she couldn't remember who I was. Oh, wow. And I cried quite, he- quite heavily after I hung up the phone, which probably leads into my greatest fear. I'm going to pass number eight. Um, my greatest fear is losing my nan at the moment. Mm. She's very important in my life. How old is she? 77. Wow. Quite young. Yeah. Quite young, especially since I've got a great grandma who's 92. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I've got, I've got sort of both extremes there. Um, yeah, my greatest fear right now, I'm sick of, Ooh, I don't know. Can I pass that one? Yeah. Yeah. Can I pass that? I'll pass. I love. I love hanging out on the radio and doing this stuff. And I am hot. Do and you mean like, is that an advertisement <laughs> that goes <laughs> with that single <laughs> thing? With the single thing. I'm single and I'm hot. <laughs> 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 and also... We're, we're recording this, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We just <laughs> said we could edit stuff out. So, you know. No, we can edit stuff <laughs> out. Who do you think has got the files? So, quick question. Confused about what? What's the confusion? Um, I guess... Just sort of about how this is going to go, how it's going to sort no, of turn no, out. No, 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 no. It was about relationships, single, on the market, and confused, you said. Oh, because it says that the, the way it was just formatted confused me. That's why I said confused. <laughs> you just it, didn't want to miss out. Because it was like, <laughs> I'm single, 
like part it's got all the options but well, then confused it, about how could i possibly still be single yeah basically. considering how hot i am yeah uh, <laughs> there you and go. do you know what i'm really excited because james is coming to the next men flirt yeah then let's see how long you're single for yeah men flirt is great uh, men flirt is nothing about flirting and it's everything about being authentic and what's the word oh and showing it being the authenticity and putting that out into the world rather than being a cheap act and attracting cheap some sleazeball exactly exactly good and i'm looking forward to it cool yep thank you thank you very much my name is nigel i feel probably slightly slightly apprehensive also that i might say something that will come back to haunt me but that's just a passing thing once i get in the flow of it i probably won't even remember that what do i want from this group i think just uh just to hang out with you guys just see what comes up go with the flow my age is 43 my chinese sign is tiger my western sign is leo i'm in a relationship my sexuality is heterosexual and that's a really concentrate on that word saying that <laughs> but i prefer that word than straight for me um my favorite oh sorry we got rid of that and it was the last time i cried i think it was probably yesterday uh just as a kind of like i think just like a release of pressure mm. um so it's like an overflow of emotion that needed to pass yeah it's kind of like a yeah it's just a sort of pressure that built up and i just needed to release that and it happened to come out as crying how did you feel before during and after it um i could kind of feel it bubbling away yeah and then i could feel the need for it but i actually needed space for that so i needed like my environment to be just me in it yeah um and then afterwards i just felt i felt like a little bit of pressure had been released off i felt a bit actually a bit calmer mm. uh, so you got the space yeah good yeah. on you thank you my greatest fear right now is we're gonna get we're doing that one aren't we yeah why not my greatest fear i think um it stays with me quite a lot this feeling that i don't want to just exist i want my life to mean something um and by meaning something it's like I want to follow my passions and just achieve a kind of freedom in my life. So mm. my greatest fear is that, you know, I continue to live in Leightonstone, East London, and, um, you know, just like a ping pong ball, just bounce around the local area type of thing. Mm. Um, rather than? Rather than be on my mm. own piece of land, right. have the freedom and my own kind of independence. So you you mean like you want to move into the countryside and farm yeah i think I'm, I'm i'm a little bit sick of being held ransom really but like i know it sounds silly but like energy companies council tax all yeah, this bullshit yeah it just feels a bit like what what are we or what am i contributing towards yeah you know there's no sense of community yeah you pay your bills you 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 don't really kind of see anything for it apart from your light bulbs come on mm. You know, um, bombarded with EMFs all the time mm. and the pressures of living in 
those type of communities that aren't aware of what the all these things do to them you know mm. so from the health perspective i kind of want to get away and in some ways create my own sort of restorative cocoon yeah you know so mm. have a bit more um what's the word control over my environment mm. hence the freedom and what do i love well i love nature i love being out near um know trees and foliage and lakes and mountains so i like the outside space that's what i love mm. and the sunshine and fresh air not east london leightonstone air <laughs> <laughs> you really I, need to move eh? yeah i think i, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am i am i'm kind of deep down i suppose I, i'm sort of content also, there's this sense of urgency that I keep feeling to move forward with things. And I'm not quite sure what that is at the moment. You kind of so sound happily stuck. Yeah. I suppose like a pig in shit. I'm sort of like, sort of enjoying it for the moment. But I know that I need to mm. get out of it. Mm. Mm. And hence, what is it, the year of the pig? It's or the year of the pig. There we go. Yeah. I knew it would make sense somehow. <laughs> and it's happy shit. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <coughs> my name is Yogesh. I feel uh, happy to be here and almost like I'm on holiday because the sun was really like amazing outside before mm. and everything just looks so different. Uh, my purpose for this group is quite different to what I would normally have because <coughs> it's a lot more about getting their idea of men's groups out there and giving people uh, like a a way into the groups mm. so they can experience it. So I would be really happy if someone was inspired by some of what they heard today and that made them want to like go to a group like this. Uh, so how do you feel people might benefit if that happened? Like, why are you doing this to kind of promote <coughs> men's groups? I hope they might hear something that they can relate to. And like, I know that when I first started going to the groups, like, I realized that a lot of things that other people were saying um, I could really connect to. And before, I used to think that having problems was unusual. Mm. And then I realized that actually everyone's got something going on. And sometimes you look at people and they look like, just like your normal people in inverted commas mm. that you might see on the tube or walking around in the supermarket or wherever and when you see people's faces they just look like normal people and you don't know what's actually going on underneath and as normal people it's like they're sussed Everything's that's right okay. there's nothing yeah. going on um, i remember you talking about this recently when you said something or other i don't remember what in one of your first groups bertie and i said does anyone relate to this? And everyone put their hand up and you thought, what did you think? I thought, yeah, well, that was when I was talking about like really like emotional, like depression, like horrible feelings I was going through. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and I went on for maybe 10, 15 minutes. And then, <laughs> you, yeah, you said, does anyone relate? And mm. then everyone put their hand up, like eight guys, like differing backgrounds and 
ages and everything put their hands up and yeah it was it was like that it was like what you guys have mm. been through this too i thought this was unique to me mm. worth its weight so i'm sure there's loads of people like that who've never been to a group or had that level of intimacy in mm. a conversation mm. uh, so yeah that would be amazing if <clears throat> there were people inspired to to go to a group um, because of this rather than the pub Rather than the pub or Samaritans, I've, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. comment on the Samaritans because I've never spoken to one. But, um, I mean, it's all good, but why not nip it in the bud, talk about it, sort it out, rather than wait for I it I guess to this is less scary because I can imagine like phoning some kind of a hotline would be really scary. Like, I would associate that with when you're at... Right on the edge. Yeah, right on the edge of yeah. something. Um, so, yeah, and then you're admitting to yourself that there's a major sort of crisis as well. So yeah. it, that's quite hard to do in itself, I think, sometimes. Mm. Whereas the groups are actually um, amazing because a lot of people don't have like major issues. They're just things that are coming and going and that are passing. Mm. Um, so you don't have to actually have to have an issue to attend one of the groups. Mm. Uh, I'm 33. Uh, my Chinese sign is the water buffalo and I'm a Virgo. I'm single, uh, straight. Uh, favorite piece of clothing, clothing is my jeans. Cried. Um, I last cried, that was before Christmas last year. But it's quite rare for me to cry. So it, when it does happen, it means that there's something up. Mm. or something quite big that is passing but when i i don't cry much but when it does happen i can't i find it really hard to control so it can actually be quite embarrassing so you kind of hold it hold it hold it bang and then it's all <coughs> out, everything that's been saved up i don't know if it's that i'm actually holding it because um yeah i think if i wanted to i would if, right. especially if i was by myself yeah but it's just yeah, it's quite weird. It's like, you know, some people say they don't get colds much, but when they get them, <laughs> yeah. they get them. so it's kind of like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I f it can be embarrassing if, um, you know, you're in a public sp place or like uh, at work or something like that. Mm. Um, are we doing the chocolate question? If you want. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, my greatest fear right now is having to clear my throat all the time and then being on the radio. What What are the rules with throat clearing on the radio? Away from the mic. Okay. So you uh, just move so away. <coughs> so just like just like that. Just like that. <laughs> yeah, but are you something, because he farted as well. Are, is it, what are the rules? <laughs> um, I'm sick of, there's so much negativity around so many things like yeah just loads of negative stuff at the moment um so i'm sick of division and like negativity and mm. sometimes just wish that people could be more tolerant and loving um i love i love having my own space i love for the first time being single as well actually and before that used to be a problem for me, but I'm just really happy that I am. Mm. What changed? How come? I think I just 
realize that when I've started to get into relationships, just how much benefit you have when you're single, like just how much freedom you have. Yeah. Um, so it just feels like everything happens for a reason and having that space is like a special time in your life. Mm. Not that I want to be like that forever, but it's just a really special time that, you know, I'm sure that one day I'm going to really value. So you have learned not only that the grass is greener on the other side, but you are actually on the other side. Mm. That's it, yeah. So, And that's amazing from my own like internal peace kind of perspective as well. Yeah. Because otherwise you're kind of always feeling like you need to be in a relationship or there's something wrong or like everyone else has got this. So all of that kind of goes away and you mm. just move into acceptance and being happy with uh, the situation that I'm in at the moment. Mm. I am probably the happiest I've been um, for a very long time, if not ever. Um, and yeah, sometimes I, I don't, I don't know why it is either. <laughs> um, <but laughs> Are you scared it's going to go away, or have you decided and to I, move in? And I do get scared of it going away as well. Yeah, and needing to keep that that high so i'm guessing that happiness is around rather than you're doing happiness or faking or something you just happen to be happy i feel it's like come from coming from within me right but uh, like i was saying before there's a lot of negativity in the world outside so sometimes um uh, you know that can interfere with that as well yeah so the next thing for me is learning to kind of build like a defense or shield around myself to mm. without being defensive <laughs> 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 to yeah stop um other people's negativity or negativity in the world um encroaching on my own mm. happiness and inner peace mm. Mm. from within from it within. sounds like you've you've claimed it from within mm. you've accepted and now it's a way of life mm -hmm. you're so spiritual since um, like you were great the other day at the College of Psychic Studies. Thanks. And it wasn't doing spiritual or being separate from a spiritual path. It was a total integration of all of it. And the way that you were so grounded and eloquent with it, it's like, it's, it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. What really bores me is when people do spiritual and it's such a cheap, flaky act. Mm -hmm. And it's got nothing to do with life and no one can touch them. Mm. That's not you. No. Good on you. Yeah, I really love um, doing public speaking and stuff you. like this. Mm. And yeah, I surprise myself when I watch it and I get such a buzz out of doing it. Mm. Cool. Cool, I'm done. Thank you. Thanks. Cool, so my name is Paul. Um, I feel cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheeky in emotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good enough like for me. A cheeky, naughty schoolboy. He's <laughs> uh, probably getting, getting into trouble today. So, <laughs> um, what do I want from this group? Uh, I really like what you said, Yogesh. Like, this, this is about sharing this stuff for me, sharing men's groups, because mm. it's had such a big impact on my life. Um, the relationships I have with, with guys now. Um, so, yeah, I'm here today for that. Uh, my age is 41. Chinese sign is Taurus. Uh, Western sign. 
No, Chinese sign is snake, Western sign is Taurus. Um, I'm partnered, uh, stepfather, straight. Um, last time I cried, I can't really remember the, the last big cry, but I tend to cry quite a lot at films and stuff, if anything kind of quite sensitive like that. Um, so it's like being touched cry. Yeah, so it could be, you know... Um, the Waltons. No, that's a bit too far. So. It worked for me for <laughs> years. If I needed to cry, I'd watch The Waltons and I'd be empty. It was great. Yeah. Some sort of rom-com would do it, uh, probably. It's like, yeah. But I don't let um, Anna see me do that. Really? Well, I've just confessed it on radio. It <laughs> 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 was a bit pointless. Um, I hide it back sometimes. Um, my greatest fear right now, I always rush this part of the check-in round mm. and I never really sort of sit with what my fears are. I kind of skim over them sometimes or something that's not really meaningful to me. Mm. Um, so my greatest fear, um, I guess like, family loved ones passing away mm. it's quite a big one it sort of popped up and quite a lot recently so um i'm sick of well today i'm sick of like tourists because i'm used to going into london when it's people that work there yeah. and they know where they're going and they walk at a certain speed i'm sick of tourists just stopping in my way <laughs> <laughs> so that's quite a, a major one today um so i hate that i love uh i love what i'm doing at the moment i love training people exercise i love the men's group stuff um yeah i'm loving life at the moment i am um getting older mm. wow you're looking good though. Yeah. It's the and tan. Was, it's the tan. Yeah. yeah. It's just t shirt tan. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thank cool. you. Thanks. So my name is Kenny. I feel I feel humbled actually. Um hanging out with you lot, what you're saying. Um, everyone else is so open about their crying and it looks like Yogesh is the only one who publicly ejaculates. Publicly. <laughs> 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 but yeah, really, really chuffed, humbled, uh, able to share all of this. What I want from this group is to kind of like demystify us. Not all men. We can't speak for all men or all men's groups or what happens or anything like that. But this is a, uh, an insight. I'm 54. I'm a Virgo dragon. And it strikes me that we've got 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s around the table. And that I just look better than all of you put together. <laughs> 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 I'm married straight. Last time I cried was the other day. And it was really something actually. Because um, my wife said something to me and she said it kind of as a joke and I chose to really feel it. I don't remember exactly what it was um, and I don't really want to go there, but it was some sort of a joke. Um, and I chose to feel it and I felt emotions come up 
Um, and there's one of my cheap lines, as you all know, is follow the feeling. And I thought, this has triggered something. And I want to get into this feeling and I want to follow it back. And I was shocked that it took me to the age of seven when we lived in, after refugee camps, we lived in Wales. Um, and it was around the time that we just moved there. We didn't know how to cook or clean or shop or anything. Um, there was a lot of guilt. There was guilt for even eating because I thought if they didn't have to feed me, they'd have a better chance of survival. So it was like crazy thinking. And there was something that my mother used to ask me. I'm not going to say what because we're, you know, this is public. I'll, I'll tell you all later if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love to tell you later. Um, but there was some, and it's by no means her fault. It's no one's fault. But she'd ask me this thing. And I always said no because I didn't know how to fix it. Um, and then for most of my life, I just felt guilt about it. Uh, and then I said, I found out from my wife that my mother and wife had a conversation. Uh, and the real, there is more to the story. But cut that story out. I felt a feeling of the seven-year-old boy in me that I had never allowed myself to feel all my life. And I was kind of like carrying it and suppressing it. And I thought, I'm not going to push this down. I'm not going to hold it back. I want this to come up. So I stayed there and it came up and I had a jolly good cry. And it was, um, it was a relief. It was a real relief to meet myself there, to let it out. Um, Angela was shocked. Um, I was, I guess, out of, well, I, was, I wasn't like convulsing and out of control having a drama, but, you know, it was like, it was released and it was a huge relief. It was wonderful. Um, and I feel clear without it. Like there's something, there was some baggage that I was used to carrying that I'm not carrying anymore. So last week and weirdly within two hours we with with you in the office <laughs> and you didn't know anything about it and i thought bertie's gonna see that my eyes are red or something and i'm gonna have to tell him that i like that angela poked chili in my eyes or, you know? <laughs> but i knew that it would come up and i'd get a chance uh ejaculated do you know so while we're here <laughs> <laughs> My favourite. That, that was the last time. No. <laughs> yeah, I cried so well that I just came in my pants. No. Um, I remember a 60, there's a guy in his late 60s, and he was honest enough in the check-in round to say, well, actually, that's why I'm a bit late for the group. <laughs> <laughs> but I also remember um, very often older men talk about um, ejaculation and sex and how things have changed as they've got older. One guy said, well, this isn't really about ejaculation. This is about an operation because I've got this so-and-so complicated named thing where his dick was growing in some sort of a, a curve and he had to go for an operation and he was scared and he didn't know what to do. And so, that it's, you know, I don't remember when anyone ejaculates. It really doesn't bother me. I don't think anyone remembers too much. But the question is to talk about health, relationships, it could be about, especially these days, porn addiction, or it could be about abstinence, or in the old days, blokes would always talk about 
well, don't you guys know how to have an orgasm without ejaculation? I'm so special. I read that American book, yada, 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 whatever. So it's, it's, it's a can of worms. And it's there to make to not, not just make a space, but also to give people a kind of, I don't know if this sounds wrong, a pound of flesh with fear. It's like, oh, my God, what are we going to talk about? Uh, and then after that comes my greatest fear right now. And what is my greatest? Do you know, it's death. It's not my death. I would love to die. I would so love to die because then I won't have to be around for the death of my mother or my father or my wife or even some of my friends and I'd be the cowardly first one out. That would be great because I do not want to be around. Missing people. I don't, I, I don't want it. So my greatest fear is one of them going. Um, and it really touched me what you said about your grandmother. Um, I don't know anyone who's had Alzheimer's. I've got two friends with Parkinson's, um, older blokes, um, and I guess I've lost a few people, but not very, very close. But I can't imagine what it's like, um, someone not remembering, some, especially someone who I love, who I am. Um, I, I'm guessing, I know what it's like to have a broken heart, and how I fantasized that it would probably be easier to get over the heartache of the relationship if she was dead rather than just not with me. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's a completion rather than I have to deal with this. I have to deal with the, the pain of this. So, yeah, greatest fear right now is someone close dying. I am sick of these pangs of... Um, jealousy or envy that I, I have noticed I've been getting while looking at Facebook. It's just like wrong. And it's not even things that I want or care about. Excuse me. Sorry, say that bit again, Kenny. It's like of jealousy or envy or some reaction and it's to things that I'm not even that interested in but flicking through people's lives and thinking... Weird things. Isn't, isn't that part of the whole thing behind social media? I think it's supposed it's to be, but I haven't it? felt it until recently. Yeah. And it's like, this is not good. What it's doing to my... I'm noticing my, my body reactions. And I don't know whether it's competition or am I the same or what's going on. But weird emotions watching, looking at social media. And I guess I kind of need to do the social media thing for work. But what I'm planning is staying away from all of this and just doing my work and letting someone else deal with content and all of that. But it's weird. And then I was on a, a dating TV show um, on Monday and there were 18-year-old kids, basically. Uh, and they seemed to have absolutely no relationship to relationships. It was all tick boxes and inst Instagram and photos and boomerangs and how should I feel and what are the rules and how do I do this and is it right if this and is it wrong if that and it's like I'm sick of people not being kind of connected not having it's like Yogesh said community um, real connection you said it earlier on Nigel real lives real connection real people it's like do people not do that anymore it's all heads down looking at a computer and getting fixes and being programmed it's not even watching programs it's being programmed and i'm sick of it i don't like the way that my my mind is beginning to think and my body's beginning to um react and then my wife brought it to my attention about how people can be really jealous at me um and i'm sick at 
at people being not just jealous but competitive and waiting for me to step one foot wrong. It's all so judgmental. That's not natural. That's not community. I love nature. And, you know, I think if it wasn't for going into the forest or even just, like, a bit of nature, I'd go mad. I don't know how people are just, like, flicking and scrolling and stuff all the time. <laughs> and, and it's like... And then looking at things. And even if they're in nature, they're not in nature. They're filming nature and waiting for something to happen. Yesterday, there was this poor little grandson of this, like, nasty-looking grandmother. And as soon as the thing came on... He knew he had to dance and put on a show because then she'd stop. And maybe he loved it, I don't know. But it's the same. It's like not being with, but performing for to show what? And then where's the connection? Well, that, that's the key word for me with social media. I think performance. Yeah, yeah. And surely it brings, because one of the things that I've really realised this year is how much loneliness there is. I had no idea how lonely people are. And, I mean, I've, I've got it easy. I've got you lot. I've got the men's groups. We hang out. There's real quality. So many people, even if they have friends or so-called friends or drinking people or whatever, they're lonely. There's no space for them to be them. I, I don't like the way the world's going. It's really weird. Um, I love, I love being on the radio. I really, really enjoy it. And there's something about it that brings a certain focus and quality of conversation. Um, chatting with people, asking questions, telling the truth, sharing things that are true and vulnerable rather than hiding them and pretending that everything is Facebook or, ah, I found the sun the other day on the underground. It's worse than social media. <laughs> and that programs people. People believe that shit. It's outrageous. I am excited about where we're going to go and eat after the show. I can't imagine. Sunny day like today, good Friday, sun's out, there's a full moon. Boys are back in town. So that's the check-in round. And what we generally do is see if anyone has any major needs. What's in the room? Is anyone carrying anything? And those needs are met first. And it's not save or fix or anything like that. It's more learning from each other's experiences and hearing how other people have done well or not done well so we can make our own choices. Um, is there? Is anyone sitting on anything in particular that you can think of? Anything that you've brought to the party? I've got something half-formed. Go for it. So it's, I think it's around... Um well I'm single and I've been single for a while and I've just not met many quality women and now that spring's here uh. it's like suddenly everyone's out everyone's happy everyone's in you know quite revealing clothing as well so I guess I'm feeling the longing quite a lot to just at least meet like a decent woman. Define decent. Um, so, for example, the last girl that I almost went on a date with, she, like, I met her one day and she seemed really, really nice and like was like really friendly and bubbly and um, she. I met her through a mutual, like, a mutual friend. 
So I thought, oh, she, you know, she must be nice. And she was interested in like the men's groups and stuff. And then the second time I met her, she was just suddenly completely different and was really like overbearing. And um, uh, at one point she was like, uh, let's, let's spend, you know, let's spend Wednesday together. And I was like, I don't know if I want to spend the whole day with you. Like you're just, you're <laughs> displaying some weird behaviors. <laughs> so I was like, well, let me check my calendar. And she said, um, a girl offers to spend the day with you and you check your calendar. What? So she's saying I'm the catch. You yeah. should be falling at my feet. Yeah. Yeah. That's not very decent, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I just had and to get away, like with, get, get away from her. And like I left and once I, and I, I didn't give her like a, you know, a concrete date for when we're going to have a go, go have a date. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'll get back to you on WhatsApp. And I just ran away. Hmm. And then <laughs> she went really cold when I didn't give her like a specific date when we're going to meet. So there was also wow. like that, that, that really hurts me that, um, when people like suddenly go cold. Yeah. Um, so it was just, it left me with some like really ho horrible feelings. So by decent, you mean someone that's connected with quality rather than I'm some hot chick. You mm. should be chasing me. I'm giving you time. You should be grateful. Fall at my feet and all that kind of stuff. I think, yeah, I think like two things make them decent. One is responsible for their own emotions. Mm. And then the other one is, you know, has a life, has something that they're passionate about. Mm. Wow. Powerful, that. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, shall we do a quick round of where or how we have met decent women? Or decent... Yeah. Does that sound about right? Or is it decent people? This is specifically about dates. It's not even wife or anything. It's decent dates. Good people of the opposite sex who were perspective whatever's to hang out with. Is that about right? I guess so, yeah. Because I'm, yeah, I'm like, <coughs> where, are the, where are the good women? Right, cool. So you started the first round, which means you start the next round, James. But don't forget that you can say pass. There's no pressure. And then we can come back where you could pass totally. So wha what's the question? I have to yeah. say where I met a decent woman. If you choose to, don't, there's no pressure. No have-tos. Um, and your experiences of where you have met um, so-called decent women or maybe even where you haven't, what hasn't worked, because that might be as valuable if does not it, more. Does it have to be in like a, an attraction standpoint, like someone I want to date, or can it just be like I met decent women, you know what I mean? Just be decent women. Just be decent women. Yeah. When I was working at the women's radio station, I think a lot of the women there were like really good, decent, you know, mm. easy to talk to, responsible, weren't overly dramatic. Um, I know it's a bit of a stereotype, sorry. <laughs> um, no, that's very real because <laughs> some men and some women are overly dramatic. Yeah, it's, it is true, it is true. But it definitely, I think they're... Um, I was talking to someone the other day at a coffee shop. Seemed really nice. Mm. don't know if it's a bit early to judge, but yeah, they all seemed quite cool. Cafe Nero, if you were wondering. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How did you start the conversation? Um, it, was the, it was one of the baristas who was working behind the bar but then uh, they were in captive audience <laughs> <laughs> is that how but they're easy at least they're there no, and well, you can connect she was on the other side she was getting a coffee 
Ah. So I made a joke about like, don't you get free coffee? Because ah. you work there. And then we just started talking. Nice. Um, but yeah, and then the last time I went on a date was like 10, 15 years ago because we don't go on dates in our generation, do we anymore? Doesn't happen. No. What do you it's do? It's a myth. Just end up. <laughs> you just someone. Yeah. It's like you just sit on your phone. Friends of friends. Friends of friends, yeah. And you sit on your phone. That was us- the usual thing. Well, that was at secondary school, though, for me. It's like. It's still. Lon- for me, London feels very different. Like, yeah. starting fresh in London, it's like I had to learn how to date, I had to learn what dating meant. I just don't think it happens. I just think because of like Tinder and all this other stuff, you don't, you know, it's not like, hey, let's go for a coffee anymore. And then, like, let's meet each other and talk to each other. And then it's like there's so many checks and balances. By the time we actually go on that date, so I already know everything about you. Yeah, you I know I your name, your number, your pet. <laughs> 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 I know everything from the questionnaire and the tick boxes. Exactly. And I know how to swipe you. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, it's swipe and bone, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> In our day, it was you the dog and bone. <laughs> 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 what I find impressive about the both of you is you are both millennials. And you both want people. You both want quality together. You don't want swipe and bone. You want the real thing. Even though you haven't experienced it too much, that's the quality you want. I think that's cool. Do you yeah. know, I, I think if you ask anyone our age, I think they say the same thing. Male and female? I don't know about female, mm. um, but I think all my guy friends, it's the same thing. I just wow. want to meet someone that I can connect with. Mm. Not someone that I'm going to judge by their Instagram picture they went to this nightclub oh cool good for you but you know can you make me laugh yeah <laughs> you know you can't so i don't know that's what i feel at least yeah especially mm. with my friends cool cool done yeah i think so nigel god i just want to let the cat out of the bag now i think uh, a good good way of actually um choosing a good woman these days is go and see if they've got an instagram feed go and see if they got hundreds of thousands of likes and you'll probably find out it's going to be a headache. So that's how not to. I reckon that's how not to. That's a really good tip, actually. <laughs> because um, uh, I was thinking earlier about, like, you know, when you meet decent people. Um, and I know it's cliche, but I think for me it was um, who I am at that moment seems to just draw better people to me. Mm. Um, you know, it's like those moments where you can be in a great place you just you know you've got your head in a book and you look up and you have an instant connection with someone and i think for me those moments in the past have happened when i've just felt just like you were saying earlier just so happy mm. in yourself mm. you know because I, I just think that people uh, we're meant to pick up frequencies and vibrations from people mm. and i think that when you're you're in that that good place in yourself i just think that you radiate better energy mm. you know you radiate you, just some sort of natural human attraction so do you because you and yoga said the same thing pretty much do you both know how to adjust where you come from on the inside can you do that to order these days tough question that. Mm. i think it's hard to to adjust to order so it is in charge of you rather than you have choice of it. I think you always have a choice though. Right. Um, yeah, everything's a choice ultimately, but there's also like 
sometimes if something happens that makes me get down mm. um, there's a, a cycle as well of recovery mm. so maybe before it might have taken me days or weeks to get over something but now I can work through it quicker mm. so I guess it's about refining um, how quickly you can come out of things and and again maybe understanding where it comes from and all of that kind of stuff and also accepting that you're never going to be a hundred percent happy all the time mm. that you're you can be happy one minute and then the next moment something else could happen and you just get a range of emotions and, and is that okay and i've learned now that that's all okay um, whereas before i think that would have freaked me out and i would have thought there's something wrong with me right hmm. and it sounds like you're very aware of yourself um your cycles and how things work in your life and things like that Mm. I and I think that's what um, you know life is all about it's about getting to know yourself and becoming self-aware mm. and I think once the more self-aware you become and in tune with your own emotions you become then ultimately the happier that you'll be um, but it's also about putting in like you've got to invest in yourself right like doing things like groups or um, you know stuff where you can grow as a person yeah um, so it's a bit like when you go to the gym you have to, to physically become stronger you have to keep working at it and it's the same with your emotions and mental health as well mm. Um, mm. and I go to the gym and before I used to just do things because everyone else is doing it but now I know well actually when I do this I'm working this muscle mm. um, and I learned about muscles which I didn't knew existed before mm. and that kind of stuff so I guess the same applies to mental health as well yeah and emotional it's really weird how mental and emotional are put in the same bag mm. actually i do that but what would you say is a difference um i would say very often i have uh, emotional issues and they become mental issues when i push them to my head and try and fix them or work them out or blame them or get obsessed by them mm-hmm. and then i do my head in <laughs> so, <laughs> basically so maybe sometimes when people are talking about mental health they're talking about emotional health i'd say or sometimes a mental health issue for me I have solved by um, feeling it rather mm-hmm. than thinking about it and trying to fix it and then mm-hmm. feeling into it and feeling through it and out the other end rather than doing my head in of how to suppress it how to avoid it how to hide it how to overcome it or whatever um, I th- it could be both but you know, I guess it's the self-awareness of how to let it pass. Mm. And earlier on, you said something about James that's got his hand up. Go on. Can I just ask you to put the microphone a bit closer to your face, please? Oh, sure, yeah. Cheers, thank you very much. Sorry. Um, earlier on, you said about knowing where it cam- came from. Mm-hmm. How do you find out where things come from? And can that be an addiction or obsession? Um, sometimes I just think back to when I was younger and if there was something... Um, that happened when I was younger like mm. you know maybe it was stuff going on at school mm. um, that that would make me feel that way um, also it's just understanding other people so sometimes I think about um, like a crystal with lots of dimensions to it mm. and then when something happens I think about I close my eyes and think about what belongs to that person and what might belong to me in terms of how I've responded to that situation Mm. Um, also I find like writing things down so when there's stuff coming up journaling um, emotions and then you know when I'm calm I can look through my journal and 
see things which are common and like common themes that tend to come up. So you write it out of you, so it's not driving you bonkers in your head, and you separate from it. And yeah, you look at it. It helps me to get it out of my head, but right. it also gives me something really invaluable because sometimes it's so difficult to remember what you were thinking. Yeah, like if someone asked me what were you thinking yesterday, I, I wouldn't. Have, if they asked me where I went, I could tell them, but yeah. it's so hard to say what, what I was thinking. Mm. But when it's actually recorded, then you've got really valuable information about your thoughts and i could look back even a year and say well actually i was thinking this kind of thing last year when this situation happened or, mm. you know so it's, so you see the pattern yeah you get it so it's really amazing like um for self self-development yeah and when you say if something's up you'll think about it does that mean that you'll start from scratch and think about those and those things to see if something fits or is there a more efficient way to know um, where it comes from Sometimes it's not even to analyze, it's just whatever I think or feel, just write it down or um, talk to someone about it. Mm. Um, because, yeah, I think you can also, there's also um, this thing of becoming over analytical about things as well. And, yeah. and maybe it could be something so small, like the other day I felt a little bit like I wasn't sure, you know, felt a little bit and a bit of anxiety. And then I went, it was nice weather, so I went to a park and lay down and then I just felt so good. Mm. So it could be something as simple as that. Or, you mm. know, sometimes you things just get on top of you, you're really busy, so there's not necessarily an issue inside yourself. It's just that you probably need a bit of a break. Uh, That's a big one. Knowing how to unplug and get space from it rather than being overwhelmed by it and this thing owning you pretty much. Exactly. Uh, and I think you, uh, everyone has to respect we're just people at the end of the day, not machines. So, yeah. Um, you know, it could be that there's been a long week or you've been up early, um, you know, sleeping late, you know, yeah. just stuff like that. Um, but uh, there's lots of social messages, isn't there, to just keep going, keep plugging away at it. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the past shit was like train so hard in the gym so you have to call out. And I think sometimes people have this mentality of just about everything. Mm. Getting just obsessed pushing by. themselves so much mm. and and i know i go on about social media a lot and all the rest of it and, and take the piss and i'm probably just as locked into it as everyone everyone else is but going back to that whole point of like forming our own emotions and how we feel it, it like it's influenced i think so much by what you see and then you get these pangs of jealousy or i'm not good enough or mm. i'm not doing enough uh, I haven't been on holiday this year, so I'm not successful as that person. Or, mm. you know, look how amazing their skin is, or all this stuff. Mm. Um, and the joke that I made earlier about, you know, going, if you want to find a decent woman, go and look at her Instagram feed. Mm. You know, that's not just jest. I think that like, I worry for young people of any age, really, at the moment 12, 13, 14, 15, when they're so impressionable that they'll go on those um, those streams and they'll form what they think about themselves yeah. just through the likes. You know, like, it. I don't know what I'd be going through now if I was 12 or 13. I'm shocked at how I've turned out and the experiences in my life. Looking back, I could name the TV shows that have shaped me. Yeah. Good um, point, me too. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I had no idea until only a few years ago. And I thought, well, that bit is from 
the rock follies um and someone lived in the community and it's only years after i moved out of a community i realized and that bit is god i did, didn't even notice as a child that they were smoking dope in the community no wonder i attracted all these stoners in my life <laughs> and that bit is a tv show of a guy called sky who came from another planet and all the other people from a different planet were after him and he was spiritual and weird and they wanted to kill him and that bit's from the Waltons and that bit and everything about me was from some TV show because mm. that was the information and on the positive my brother I remember us saying when he was very young that he learned more from Sesame Street than he did from <laughs> school at one stage because there was good TV mm. but if that's how it was for me then how many flicks and how many we had three tv channels now it's unbelievable with tv and the internet and porn and god knows everything else who is going to be paying my pension no one they'll all be blind with the porn they're watching <laughs> it's ridiculous anyway well, and, and, <laughs> and to think about it you, you know your exposure back then to things that have might like, shaped and formed you might have been, you know, like 15% of your waking hours. Yeah. Now it must be like 80, 85, yeah. 90% of people's hours are, God, I should be doing this. Look at look at them. Or, yeah. you know, I'm not slim enough or shaped enough or lean enough or mm -hmm. all that bullshit. The thing that I don't like about social media the most is when you watch these TV shows and you form your opinions of like who you are and it teaches you, but TV shows have ups and downs, right? Mm. Characters have good days, they have bad days. Social media, it's always like, Look yeah. at how amazing my life is 100% of the time. Yeah. And you think like, well, if, why is this person so happy, but today I'm so miserable? Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's the right word, but there's no like balance to it. Do you know, with that, I wonder how difficult or easy it might be to do an embarrassment week or a I'm depressed week or an I'm fucked up week where you get more likes if you tell the truth and come clean about how shit life can be <laughs> because it's real a real week yeah a get real, real week, week would be great of it so you mean do, do like a instagram live when when you've shit yourself <laughs> no oh. <laughs> but thanks for the offer <laughs> tune in next week <laughs> so nigel where have you met or where have you not met? What was the word? Decent women. Yeah, it sounds like judgmental when you say it though. It really? does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Why? It does. I, I don't, don't know. know. It yeah. sounds like a, it's a really <laughs> frightening question. It, it is. Yeah. 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 It's it like really like ominous. Like, am I going to have to define it? This yeah. <laughs> but then are you not allowed to judge for yourself who is decent and who is right for you? Because what's decent for you might I, be I totally you, indecent for me. I'll tell you what I'm me. stuck with at the moment. Go on. And you, brought, you kind of touched upon it when you started to say your own passion and you said something about emotions uh, responsible for their own emotions right so you know what uh it sounds like i'm really stuck on this theme of like social media i fucking am <laughs> but <laughs> like if you put kind of the social media exposure and the what's the short-sightedness for someone to see something form an opinion and think it's theirs and then to run around with this story that they play out in your head mm. i think part problem with meeting decent people for instance i'll give you a little story um a neighbor was reversing her car and i saw this plastic bag and i, I actually run down from my house went to go over the road 
to tell her she's just about to drive with this plastic bag because around my way people put bottles in it and stuff like that and I think she's going to burst her tyre right. so I kind of run out and sort of clumsily I walk up tap a window and said oh, uh, I was watching you because I thought you was going to run over this bag and the way she sort of spoke to me and looked at me was like I was some sort of killer or some nutter I must have looked like a nutter because I don't know wow. how many people come out to do something decent yeah. but yeah. the way she spoke to me I was like why did I bother yeah. Like, mm. what am I going to do next time when that happens? And each time this happens, it almost gets you into that mode of like, I just can't be bothered to talk to people because I can't be bothered with this weird response from them because mm. they've got this story going on it around in their head about who I might be or what I'm up to. I hope you're not going to join them. No, but that that is the yeah. temptation is that mm. means human connection is indecent. Or is scary, or you know the same goes with the underground. The person that makes eye contact or starts a conversation is, most people say, probably a nutter, mm-hmm. rather than alive, or coming from a heart, or out of town, or something <laughs> like that. And I think the only place you, the, the only place in yourself you fend off that type of, either getting involved, own it, own it, own it. of getting this stuck, is by uh, me being in a good place. So the only place... Say that again? So for me, not to get involved in that kind of, oh, someone's got a story about me or have I got a story about them having a story yeah, and all of that stuff. Or meeting a decent person and then they don't contact you back the next day because they've got some sort of story about what you should have done and you didn't do and you didn't meet their expectation and now you've got a story that goes around, oh, could I have done this different or what had happened? Mm. Without getting, you know... To not get mixed up in all that, it is like what you're saying about being happy in yourself and just being content in yourself mm. and not mm. actually really kind of searching for anything. Mm. Mm. I know that's like, again, it's cliche and it's not really answering the question, but I think it's like right. the moment you're searching, you draw some of this yeah. not so good that's, stuff. That sounds like where the disconnect comes from mm. is when you both go off in your own head and you've got this vision of what it should be yeah it's like yeah. It, there's it, you didn't pick up the phone the next day and say oh you know yesterday i wasn't myself or i was feeling a bit off or you had a chance to explain it it's just defined isn't it in that moment mm. so mm. how do you tackle that anyone when that happens when you or other people go in your heads how do you break the spell do you have any tips conversation with with people say it out loud yeah Rather yeah. than thinking about it and mm. disconnecting. Even if I've said it out loud in the car to myself. It's or journaling, like you were saying earlier. You mm. Just get it out. Yeah. Because then you realise how weird it is. Yeah. <laughs> no. I started a new game with my wife. Um, is this Super Radio? Radio? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this is exactly... Um, I felt it earlier on, Bertie, when you said when people disconnect or withdraw um i think it was you wasn't it and yeah you, you were talking for me that's kind of toxic femininity because if masculine is yang and out and loud and feminine is yin and quiet and in then toxic masculinity is a male or female or non-gender specific individual being out a little bit too loud or a little bit too much in your face where the feminine part surely the f- toxic femininity is withdrawal the cold treatment, the abandonment, maybe the criticism, maybe the, okay, 
I'll pull back and then you don't know where, you know, I don't know where I stand or I feel abandoned or insecure or disconnected. And it's uh, I, it takes me right back to being a young child. Um, and efficient old parenting was, um, well, if I break them, they will behave. And two ways to break is to shout or to abandon. It mm. breaks the spirit, it damages the child, but go on, James. Well, my dad always said, it's like, what doesn't kill you won't make you tougher. You know what I mean? And it's like, I only mm. do this because I care and stuff like that. And it's just when you say that, it's like, I have to break the child. And it's just immediately what I thought of. Well, maybe he had a lot of therapist friends who we wanted to keep in business. <laughs> <laughs> don't know about that one, maybe. But you know, most people don't realise the effects of that, I'd say. Because it's true, it was good and efficient parenting. And it's easy for us to say, sitting on our now middle class asses, whether we've come from working class or not, we have the luxury of sitting here talking about these things, mm. where maybe our parents, grandparents, whoever, didn't have the luxury of anything like this. They'd be working all the time mm -hmm. or surviving one way or another. So we can talk about it now because we have the luxury of it and maybe they didn't. Meanwhile, maybe modern bad parenting is sticking them in front of a screen and they get programmed by something quite dodgy to prepare them for Instagram. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that withdrawal and sometimes it's actually not happening. So what I realized I could do rather than getting paranoid if my wife goes quiet for no reason is basically say something like my fantasy you never guess what I just thought my fantasy just then was that you went quiet on me because I banged the plate too hard and it freaked you out and you got angry or because I didn't do the washing up or because I didn't kiss you goodnight properly last night or because I didn't um wash the celery you know any stupid <laughs> thing whatever it is whatever the stupid fantasy the is i don't know filth or what wash, wash the juicer more like <laughs> come from a middle class family <laughs> <laughs> but rather than thinking um it's because of this and therefore i should compensate by doing this and then i'll be okay and then it's all relationships built on fantasy none of it's actually going on I'll say, this is my fantasy, and she'll go, no, I was just reading my book. And that's it. Mm. Or no, I was just thinking about so-and-so. Mm. Or no, I've, I've got indigestion, or I, I didn't sleep well last night. Or I was thinking about a conversation with my sister. What's that got to do with my fantasy of being abandoned and punished because I'm bad and I'd better compensate? Nothing. So it's exactly what you said, Paul. It's like, say it, name it. Don't shame it, don't blame it, don't fantasize it and get back connected, basically. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you were saying, Nigel. Uh, yeah, the thing is, for me, um, what I've experienced is being in environments where that does happen, mm. where people jump to conclusions, have stories, and uh, you can be the one that says, uh, you know, for me this is happening, and you can be all, you know, very formed with your words and and you can approach it from that perspective and it still be shut off and disconnect mm. and and i think that it's great to think that we can live in a world where it's balance and it's battles and forwards so you, you say you know this is what's going on for me and that yeah. person's honest enough to say oh no no it's not but there's a lot of bullshit that goes on 
especially in the fucking dating mm. realm, yeah. where it is all this unspoken stuff and a total fear and not wanting to shift on those ways of thinking and feeling. This is something I really learned that freaked me out on Monday with this young person's TV show, <laughs> is they didn't know that they were allowed to have, have their own thoughts and feelings. They were too busy trying to figure out what are right thoughts and feelings and how they should be enmeshed. What mm. are the rules of enmeshment? Doesn't make any sense. Mm. They need to know themselves and make their choices, surely. But yeah, that is so spot on. And this is what you two young millennials, young single looking for quality connection millennials were saying, is self-aware women where they know themselves and you can know yourself and then two individuals can get to know each other rather than the second guessing and the how do I do this and she this and I that and this is, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. There's no, no space for you to even exist in that and there's no space for them to exist either. So I, do you have anything more to say on where to meet or where not to meet quality? I'm not sure I've really given anything, any details about where and what to do there apart from perhaps some of the things that I found tough about connecting with people that's fine you're done cheers yeah cool I'll have a lay down now <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh, I've probably met the best quality through other people mm. um, and like James was saying I don't really um, connect to like you know online profiles and yeah. you know it's so difficult to judge someone based on a couple of pictures and um you know what tv shows they like and that kind of stuff picture of my breakfast this morning yeah everything i need to know about you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> my avocados and toast sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've talked about this before as well and it's like the messaging as well it's like who finds uh, the time to oh no. message I, yeah i really don't like um, you know, like having message conversations either. Someone you're not even sure if you're going to meet up with them. It's like you've got to read through the whole profile. Who has the time to read through the whole profile mm. and then have like a long text message conversation mm. to figure out if you want to go for a date and then find a date and then... What percentage of those turn into dates or are they getting fixes of belonging and intimacy without the vulnerability of even meeting? I don't know. Well, I was on the online dating for maybe a couple of years and so like barely, barely any. Um, mm. Yeah, I only went on, you know, a few dates from it. So I wonder whether it's more a computer game than a way to actually meet people. Well, other people have um, much better luck with it. So I don't know. Good luck or bad luck? I Do mean, what's the quality of people they meet? And Yeah, I don't know about the quality. But well, I do know a few of my friends, actually quite a lot of my friends have got married through <laughs> through all these online websites. Yeah. Um, but they, I think they believed in it as well. So it's and maybe it's within a certain community? Uh, no, like there's, I know across Asian people, English, like white people. So it's totally so across the yeah, board. Yeah, totally across the board. Hmm. And they're all still married as well. So hmm. maybe it's <laughs> not all as bad as we may think it is. But again, maybe they just work through like, you know, it's it's a bit of a numbers game as well. You might have, you know, 15 or 20, um, you know, bad ones. And then out of that, you might have, you know, one nice one. And 
uh, yeah, the one nice one could be the one for them. I wonder whether if it's time to get married and people are on there thinking, right, I'm not getting off until I'm married, um, then because I'm thinking of Chandel and <laughs> it was time for him to settle and I wrote his profile and it was easy for me mm -hmm. uh, because I think it's great and it was called mysinglefriend.com. So mm. I just wrote the truth and it was brilliant and it went on and he said, right, you need to come back in a few days once it's up and we need to send messages to women so I can go out dating. Didn't need to. There were cues of them. Mm -hmm. He had to work through all the women. And they were all, it was very clear that he wanted to settle. He wanted to get married. Not necessarily in a rush. He wanted it to be right. Um, he didn't mind if they had a child or not. Um, and not that that's a good thing or a bad thing, but he put out for what he wanted and it ticked a lot of women's boxes. So he was saying, when it's right, I'll get married. And they were saying, right, I'm looking for someone to marry. Where I think what you lot are saying is you don't really want to marry. You want some decent, conscious people to hang out with and to take part in playtime, to meet people. So maybe mm. it's better for marriage than dating. I don't, or maybe... Because th there's a lot of sex stuff, isn't there? So maybe it's really good for one extreme, like quick bonks, or to get married. Mm. But life in between, maybe it doesn't do life very well. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I think you're right, actually. I think it's an age thing as well. Go on. I think when, like, you know, we're not looking to get married. Whereas when you're like, you know, no, women our age probably aren't looking to get married as well. And I think maybe, you know, when you're a bit older, you're a bit more mature. You're a bit, you, you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? Where it's like, at our age, it's like, maybe we don't get a lot of success because it's like, oh, you know, we're very like childish and superficial. But when you get a bit older, you get a bit more mature, uh, you tend to kind of... But childish and superficial is great fun. Why would you want to stop? That's a part of a personality that also needs to be expressed and met. Yeah, I get it. It's not quite like what I'm trying to say, though. It's like, I think as you get more mature, I feel like it's a lot easier to, you know, if to go on one of these websites and be like, hi, I'm so-and-so. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm out of my depth with it. So you think we I should be, know. basically, as you get older, sh we should be on a different website, basically. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not what I'm saying. Desperate now. <laughs> Time saying. is running out. <laughs> I don't want to be on my own. It's not what I'm saying. It's saying you're maturer and you take it a bit more seriously, don't you? You know, And you kind of appreciate it a bit more. And you, you're, I don't know, you're a bit more responsive, I guess, to it. I do get what you're saying. You get, thank you. Yeah. So, Go on, you. explain. Because I'm, I'm not sure I do. Because, <laughs> um, like, yeah, maybe when you're a bit younger, you're just like what it is what it is yeah. and you you might do a profile and if you get something you get something if you don't you don't and but if you're at once you're at a certain age and you've had a few relationships and you've been through things and you've had your fun and done what you've wanted to and you've learned a bit more about relationships then um you get to a point in your life where you're like this um, is you're like well i've done everything that i wanted to you know i've had a few relationships but now i feel like i want to settle down i want kids and that kind of stuff and then you're in the second phase which is the more serious yeah that's exactly what i'm trying to say there's like mm. the two phases of it there's like the first phase where it's like i'm young i just want right. to have fun and then the second phase it's like i'm looking for something serious to get to so know there's someone. A different dating sites for that as, as young people what what would you go on and if you just look if you're young and free and you just want I don't know. there's one in particular where you're young and free <laughs> which is a swiping up 
We're not allowed to mention brands, but <laughs> <laughs> especially if we're sitting here talking badly about them. Mm. So. But then also, yeah. that's a re- that's the perfect question. Where do you go? But maybe where do you go offline rather mm. than online? Mm. And I think one of the reasons this, what do you call it, staycation that we're doing with um, my friend Charlie and how can I forget her name? Sarah Louise Ryan. Um, where we're going away for the weekend and stuff and it's real people who happen to be single hanging out and doing stuff without technology it's people meeting people Mm. and hanging out and playing with uh, what are they called alpacas and falconry and in the countryside and Mm. just hanging out and doing stuff Mm. fire barbecue you know bits so where do people go like physically go It's, Mm. it's funny Nigel was talking about it earlier when he goes to tap on the um, the lady's window mm. and she looks at him with like horror. It's like it just doesn't happen, you know? So is it men are scary? Men are predators? It, it's this idea that everyone's out to get you. Mm. Everyone or men? Just everyone. I think everyone's out. In London, it feels like just everyone. Like yeah. If, wow. Again, if someone I came to talk to me, I'd be like, well, what the hell, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I wonder whether it is a device thing. I wonder whether people are actually getting inept at communicating with each other mm. so the communication and the emotional levels actually not progressing as well as their devices are so they're almost not as capable of making connections and that's why i think that when you said you know put get offline rather than online because mm. to me when people are online everyone is gaming everyone else they're all, yeah. well, they're all trying to be yeah. better. Yeah. You like, you know, your messages are going backwards and forwards, and you're trying to keep the flow going. You're trying to be Billy mm. Big Big Bollocks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? So, so I would say. Or, or you're, I've never or, heard that before. Yeah. I haven't. Or, <laughs> <laughs> so well, old one. So you're trying to be like Jack the Lad as a guy, or I don't know, as a woman. What are you? What are you looking for? You're looking for a guy that keeps you entertained, uh, mm. and then you you pop off to the other one i mean you know what is it a voting system a gaming system that's what it seems like to so me. so it's online. keeping it high and keeping it up and keeping it competitive otherwise people with their goldfish attention spans lose interest and it's on to the next flashy thing or impressive thing or so where does that leave life because i think a minute ago or a few minutes ago you talked about life yoga which is it's not all happy it's also sad it's also insecure it's also all of these things mm. Is there <coughs> space for that? Oh, I guess this happens offline. You, you airbrush that bit out. offline, I think. Mm. Yeah. So this reminds me of when you met that woman in the shop, Bertie. Do you remember? In Camden? And then did she ask you for a date or you asked her for a date or something? I asked her for a date. And you don't remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Tell us about that because that wasn't online. Yeah. And so th- that was... Um, yeah, I was just walking around Camden Market and... I was in one of the uh, shops and the lady behind the, you know, the counter was talking very passionately on the phone to someone. And I was kind of half eavesdropping, half just like looking at the stuff in the shop. Um, And then at one point she slammed the phone down and then turned to me and just started talking to me as if like we'd known each other for ages and was like, what would you do if, you know, you'd love this guy all your life and then you just want to go for a drink to patch things up and and was like and was really like uh emotional and quite yeah passionate as i said and 
after initial shock of the shock of you know in london we don't do this <laughs> in london it's all <laughs> formal and you know step back and yeah it's like didn't know how are you and it's like um but after that it was like okay uh, actually i quite like this person they're like quite pretty and i like the passion and the the fact that she's just talking to me like a normal human being mm. um so after yeah chatting that through it turned out she had yeah she'd, she'd been on the phone with her ex and uh it made her very upset and yeah at the end of it i was like if you want to go for coffee sometime love to and i said we don't have to make it a date thing it's like i just want to connect kind of thing that's brilliant yeah and what's interesting as well is she got straight into the conversation mid-conversation and i guess that's kind of what i do without having to have a row with an ex or anything mm. but if i think something i'll say it or i'll ask it you've all been around me with people that's what i think i do um and it works it's just like telling the truth rather that's than thinking about and I, li I like the way you worded that yeah like how honest it was mm. Mm. I might nick that one. It was a really good line. <laughs> <laughs> what, which was the line? It doesn't like, have to be um, a date. Yeah, it doesn't oh, have it to be a date. Because yeah, yeah. it takes the, the pressure off everyone then. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I especially thought because like, she was just on her phone to like ex and she was clearly upset mm. to like mm. to say, go on a date with me. It's like, yeah. Cheap and reboundy. Yeah. But also it's interesting how you had the initial shock, the initial fear of, oh my God, human connection, intimate. Yeah. This is against the rules. Yeah. But you stayed with it and you turned it around. Mm. Brilliant. And I think that's what everyone in London would do, actually. Like, if given the given half a chance, like mm. when people, I know, well, for me, I know it and I've seen it in other people. It's like when someone breaks the, the spell of, you know, having to be this like kind of formal and distant and all of that um, and start speaking to, to me, I'd like, yeah, there is a shock and like uh this is unusual what do they want are they trying to mug me or something like that and then and then once that's passed it's like oh, okay i can just have a fun conversation with mm. someone mm. um and yeah i've seen it happen quite often you know even like most stiff looking people there'll be someone from you know wales or something on the tube and <laughs> they've <just laughs> got no clue about the london etiquette <laughs> they're just talking to people and they kind of break through and hot show up yeah yeah so given half a chance is what you said. Yeah. So how I think I think people in London are hungry for it. Right. For real connection. They just it's just yeah, it's just fear um that stops them from mm. you know, engaging. And I think this is again, I wonder whether it's what Nigel and Yogesh were saying about coming from that place inside and letting it out and then attracting people that meet that place. And maybe that's that's the half chance that people need to give mm. is feel it inside and see who shows up to bring it out mm. fair to say a few times like i've been on the tube and i've been smiling or like laughing to myself as i do <laughs> about stuff yeah <laughs> and then people smile back at me and that's becoming quite common nice and crazies or decent no they're decent people yeah, and it's quite weird because I wasn't actually smiling at them. <laughs> like I was just, but they think that I'm smiling at them, and then they smile back, and then it's like, oh, that's actually quite nice. Like, yeah, um, and I've done that in the gym as well. Like people, like they think that I'm smiling at them, but I might just be 
and then they just smile back. So <laughs> that's so nice. So mm. it's, I think what Bertie was saying is true that people just want something to connect with. Like mm. I think like people in London are just used to a certain way, but they're just they're still just people. So are you therefore saying it's up to us as individuals to make the first move? Even if I it's think just so. on the inside. Yeah, because um again recently I've had like people talking to me in supermarkets. Mm. <laughs> and I never had that before as well, and that's is really weird and I again I've been quite scared by it. But then I've realised that that person they made the first move. Mm. So there are people out there that just go and like they'll talk to the checkout girls or they'll talk to other people in the queue. Um and I've never been one of those but I think that I want to start to do that a bit more. Mm. Um, Just making the first move out loud here. Um, I think, I mean, for me, the the fear when someone starts speaking to me in London is the fear is normally something. Yeah, it's, uh, it's either like they do they want something from me, so it's like suspicion, mm. uh, or they're going to mug me, or yeah, they're going to try and make me sign up for some fundraising thing, <laughs> something like that. Um, and then the other one is. Am I gonna have? Is this gonna dr like cost me energy? Is it gonna drain me? Because uh, I'm gonna have to like keep up a conversation, mm. and that's that's um. So I guess it's like if I'm not like present and kind of centered in myself, then I might perf like put on a performance of a conversation, and that that will drain me. Does that make sense? Like. Makes I'll sense to me. I'll be performing, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Performing instead of just like when I'm when I'm hanging out with like you guys, there's not I don't not, I'm not thinking about anything. Mm. Um, but when it's a stranger, mm. I might be in this mode of oh I've got to, you know, think like self-preserve or protect or perform. It's perform, yeah. It's I like I know exactly what you're talking go about. Go and explain, yeah. James. It's 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 almost like when you do the radio show and you have to be. Kenny Marmorell of the Cruise. Yeah. You're not, you're not me. You're not yourself. You right. have to be who you are, right. and that is a massive. Is that, that's kind of what you're talking about, is yeah, it? Yeah. yeah and that's like a massive drain of your energy. Right. I find at least. Like when you so I took it as what you were saying is like because when you have those sorts of conversations, it's like a lot more talk as well. Because mm. if you talk to someone in the supermarket, you're going to talk about the weather, or you're not going to talk about something really deep. Mm. So there's an element of um, having to do that, like to engage with someone, you talk about, and that's a something performance. Yeah, I don't normally talk about the weather or small talk, or. But then yeah. that, uh, yeah. But then that's your foot in, isn't it? Really, to something deeper because you start with that, but then you, um, you can steer the conversation into something else. So it could it be, do. like, if you're talking about the weather, yeah, it may be raining outside. But in my heart, it's spring. <laughs> 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 oh, no, it may be winter outside. So it's like, it's what you're saying. You get your foot in so you can take whatever it is that's going outside, but bring it in to what matters to you mm -hmm. because you're in the driving that's seat it, yeah. of the conversation. And that, I, I think you're right, but that, that takes a lot of, yeah, like, being in the moment and self-awareness. You're great mm -hmm. at that. Huh? In my experience, you're very good at that. All right, well, thank you very much. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> maybe it's different if maybe I'm not a pretty girl. 
<laughs> that's uh, why yeah. it's different. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely different with you, like compared to just like some because I know you. Right. It's right. Like some stranger on the street. Right. And you have to be careful what you say to this stranger as well, don't you? With Kenny, I mean, like we've all hung around Kenny. You kind of know you can say anything to Kenny. He doesn't <laughs> mind, <laughs> you know. But if it's some random person, if you started saying all these ridiculous things, they'd be like, you know, you have to like. But what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, I was going to say, at least you're being yourself, and then exactly. that person would see you as yourself. There's no acting up, you know. It's do you still have to like you have to think about what it is you're going to say to this person? You have to be like restrained in your conversation. You can't just be, you know, you can't just burst into song. What, I mean, what is the worst Why? you could say is that if that's the normal you, then that's what that person's going to get anyway later on in a relationship. So at least it won't be a, a surprise for them. I guess. Exactly. Like, wow. But if you think about it rationally, if you're talking to a stranger, the probability is that you'll never see them ever again. Well, so like, wh why here, does it I matter? Had, coming here, I had something happen. I was walking down the road, and uh, this guy said, oh, how you doing? You right? You still working in London? And I was like, I don't know this guy. And he sort of walked past. He goes, you don't remember me, do you? And I was like, nah. And I walked up close to sort of get a better look. Mm. And he put his hand out. So I automatically shook his hand. Mm. And I just said to him, I'm sorry, I don't recognize you. And then he sort of laughed and he walked off. I was like, what was that all about? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's how bad is it that I think immediately that he's trying to steal your watch? Because he puts his hand out to shake. Is that, is that really bad? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, next I start to think that as well. It's yeah. like... Mm -hmm. Maybe this is some game he plays with everybody, pretends he knows them, and then see how far he can get as a trickster. But that's yeah. this kind There's of the other side like to that. Yeah. I had a really weird, this must be last winter, and it was Tesco's, no, I'm not allowed to say Tesco's. As long as you're not going to badmouth them. No, Leighton Stone. And I was on the phone, and I was just walking past it, and there's some bloke, um, and he just came up to me, and he shook my hand, and I shook his hand. And he gave me a quid, and I said, <laughs> 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 "That's all right. I don't need your pound, but but thanks." And then he gave me another quid, and I said, "No, it's all right." And he said, "Look, I want to give you some money," and I said, "I don't need any money. I'm doing all right. You have it." And he said, "No, but I like you, and I just want to give you some money." And we just had a very short exchange. I think I might have been on the phone to my wife or a friend or something, so they heard it all. There was nothing dodgy, and. He gave me a couple of quid, <laughs> <laughs> and we both walked off, and I carried on speaking on the phone. What? And maybe, and I've I've given people stuff. I remember when I went on a bus in um, Sydney, and the bus driver liked my flowers, so I, I gave her some, and I just carried on. There's nothing wrong with it. Or um, Chinese New Year, just you know, if I fancy giving someone a little uh, pig on a string. <laughs> Fuck it. What about this whole what about this whole thing? I've had it so many times when people have asked me for money. Got any change? And I've gone, Oh sorry, I haven't got any change. And they just ignore you, just blank you. Yeah. Mm. And then another time I thought I'm gonna try something out here. Before as as they were just about to say something, I said, Have you got any change please? And they didn't say anything to me. So I beat them to the mark saying what they was gonna say to me. I wonder if they needed change or at some level the only connection they knew was to ask for change mm. uh, I wonder if some people the only connection they know is violence or flirtation or abuse or uh, sex it's like the only you know I remember a couple of women in Australia it's like I didn't want sex but they thought because I was nice and we were hanging out and we got on that they should give me sex to keep it going or that's what I was after all along and it's like, and hotties too, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's Sorry. like, 
No, it's not about that. It's just let's it's and sometimes it could be easier to throw good energy into the sack because then it's expended and you're not in that vulnerable place or into a row or into money or into betrayal rather than just being together and there's nothing there's no ulterior motive. So Paul <laughs> where have you met decent women or where have you not met decent women? What experience can you bring to the table? I don't think there's an exact place. I think it was like what Nigel and Yoga were saying was if I'm myself, then I tend to meet decent people and that can happen wherever, mm. you know, really. So, um, although the gym was quite a good place to pick up. Especially so because you were a hunky person there. trainer. Well, I worked there. <laughs> 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 Just looking at your squat technique was a good chat up line. You know. What? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use that. <laughs> it doesn't work if you're not a personal trainer, though. Yeah. <laughs> Get locked up or beaten yeah. up or something. Yeah. So, in are you saying that it's the place to meet decent people is inside of yourself, and then you'll attract them outside yeah, of yourself? Definitely. And then, if I'm interested in something and I'm going along to that, then I'm going to meet other people anyway so right. it's going to turn up so now you're saying two things you're saying on one side it's inside of yourself on the other side on the other hand it's go and do things that you like doing mm. and you meet other people who like doing similar things mm. i think that's really wise because so mm. many people go to well raves and clubs and places yeah. they'd never want to go to again they just want to pick up and then if you end up with a raver who's an alcoholic druggie then it's like what do you do change her go to a rave until you're too old and your teeth fall out mm. so this is wisdom and you're, you're like this like meaty personal trainer rather than well no actually since we first met i've always known the spirituality in you i don't know whether you share it with everyone or whether it's just there as part of who you are but you've come up with the place to meet decent women is inside of yourself and doing the things you love to do. Like, how's that for a sum up? I think so far, you win the prize. I'm not one to judge, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's worked for you. Are you trying to defame my name here? Is this what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a compliment, yeah. pure compliment. Yeah. And you are saying that has, that's not just some spiritual shenanigans, that has well, actually worked, worked for you. For me. Definitely. So, is there anything that you've tried that really hasn't worked for you? I've, yeah, I think, like what you were saying, the whole nightclub pub things is never ever. It it feels like too much of a performance. Yeah, and I'm not good at with the one-liners or the acting or anything like that. It would be lost. Yeah, so it, it's such a superficial environment as well, mm. isn't it? It's like you, you, everything's just so fake in a nightclub, isn't it? you know from the clothes so you're wearing pressure to to, yeah everything and there's so much pressure to perform i feel like any relationship and this, you know i shouldn't even say this maybe edit it out but um it's just going to end in tears because mm -hmm. it's not going to be that real person that's going to be the nightclub version of yeah. them you know the slick i'm in a suit and tie or whatever looking good or it's based on physical attraction yeah and then that's it that's that's all it ever was it was a one-night stand or and there wasn't really anything else to it and then you there end wasn't up any conversation. Yeah, and you end up just like stringing it along, don't you? And it's a nightmare. And in, and in places like that, both men and women have bought their, their both their best gaming act along as well, no? Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
And no one knows what anyone's saying. No. You just get gobbed out in the ear and pretend you know what. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just me. I thought I was the only one. That's what I thought. Hear what people <laughs> I thought it was my hearing. With my <laughs> <laughs> I just said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's say you met someone, James, and it was just right and you're in a relationship. What would you do? want to be doing with them and don't forget that this is a, a family show <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I started this new game with my wife Kenny <laughs> <laughs> um, what would I want to be doing you know that's a really tough question because I'm actually quite a solitary person mm. um, but I mean probably walking the dog out in nature in the park kind of goes first to my head Right. you know that'd be quite a nice thing to do share that experience with someone um, watching TV, watching a nice film, listening to music, sort of that sort of stuff. What type of music? You ask me this question every time. You know I love all music. You can't do that to me. I can't tell you a single genre. Well, I was just going to say, you obviously need to get a dog and go to jazz clubs or something. But, you know, it's like Paul said, it's like a few of us have said, is be who you are, do what you love to do, and see who shows up. That is very good advice. That is true. That is very good advice. You have to be in the places you want to be to meet people you want to be with. Yeah. Doing the stuff you want to do. Doing the stuff you want to do. May as well be it. Live it into being and see who else is in the environment. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, because you could be taking your dog for a walk and meet someone that's taking their dog for a walk and they enjoy that with, you know. Do you know what you say that? And this is very lighthearted, but I used to have a pit bull as a pet dog and yeah. I like people used to cross the street so it's <laughs> not know, the best it wasn't the best dog <laughs> to take for a walk kind of I think maybe I'll get like a chihuahua or something I might get better results yeah. surely <laughs> as, a, as a millennial you could firstly get your ideal woman list together and then google what type of dog does this type of woman like and go out and live by that dog. I, I'll have to show you. I'll, 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 I'll have to show you. Get back online to get. Oh. <laughs> I did used to dress him up, and I did used to get some interest then from some people. What type of people? What do you dress a pit bull up as? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you can. I used to, I put him in the hilarious red Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll have to show you the picture, and it yeah. was brilliant because it's like, what else are you going to put a pit bull in? That's a yeah, great conversation to start. Yeah. And then, yeah, that was a good one to start. But I mean, when I used to walk him, it was like in Winchmore Hill, and I used to only get old people come mm. over and talk to me about my dog. Mm. But I mean, people used to hate the dogs. I know this is off topic, but yeah, it's it's actually totally on topic because the people you want to meet, where do they go? Who are they? What do they do? Honestly, basic marketing. Honestly, I don't know. I wish I could tell you. Maybe that's because I don't. Step. I don't know any jazz clubs. I don't know any like good places to go for like. A, I don't have a dog anymore, so there you go. And I love pe I love animals. Mm. You know, and honestly, I wouldn't tell you. I do know where to go. Mm. You can't. I've gone to like a few raves, which is like music again. But again, you just there's no point bothering having a conversation with someone because they're either off their face on something, or you just can't even talk to them. Yeah. So it's like, where do, you, where do you actually go? I think for me, it was groups of friends. That's exactly what you said. And you also were in secondary school. I, I, I had lots of groups of friends in London. And I guess this was before apps and computers and stuff like that. Um, and it was lots of people I met in West Hampstead. 
it was a whole group of people that I accidentally met on the underground who happened to go to the Central School of Speech and Drama, so I was surrounded by drama students and um, I moved to London to launch a newspaper. It was everyone that worked there. So it was communities and really good people within communities. And I was younger, so everyone was more available. Um, where now people have, a lot of my friends have got married or they've moved into the countryside or moved abroad or they've got dodgy partners or whatever it is. But while you're at this age, it's like, hmm. They don't exist anymore. It's all on the phone. Hmm. You know, you go out and you try and talk to people and they don't talk to you. Mm. They want to they go on your Instagram. They want to judge you first. You know, they want to have a prerequisite. They want to have a press release of everything about you that tells them where you are, what you do and what you like so they can judge it. So there's no there's no like community, you know, and I think like of, of all my friends, it's, it's seemed like it's only a small circle. Is, is meet up a good place then? Actually, that's a really good point. Um, I guess I've met Bertie and Yogesh on Meetup mm -hmm. through the men's groups. And I think a lot of people meet up and they find out what it is they like and where to go. Um, and it's not necessarily a dating thing. It's like, this is what I like to do. That makes good so sense. It seems like the perfect place to find an interest. And to go out and, and do things offline. Groups. Yeah. Do you know, this, this conversation reminds me of the scene in The Matrix. And I don't remember the details or anything. But it's when suddenly he kind of looks up from the pod and he sees all these other people in pods and he unplugs himself from all these things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's almost like unplugging himself from online and the apps. And if mm. other people did, then you're in the same kind of awareness environment. And the way that I think most people today have said, know yourself inside and then let that shine on the outside, maybe it is that rather than giving energy to women don't and it's all online um i bet there are loads of women that are saying men don't and it's all online with exactly the same situation and maybe it's about looking up like keanu reeves did um and okay he was the only one who was out of the pod <laughs> that was a long time ago everyone knows about those pods now <laughs> <laughs> but maybe somehow it's that it's like no give energy to what what you want to grow and it's worked for you Bertie you have met a reasonable amount of people yeah, yeah. I mean even the way that you met this girl when at the RSA talk who I think is roughly your age and you've been running the men's groups and schools that was a physical meeting in a place mm. with a common interest so I think you're right. It might be meetups and event brights and things to see what's on and, and go out there and wean off online. I don't know. But another weird thing is this whole um, porn and communication. Emojis, forget about porn, but facial expressions. So many younger people have said my face doesn't express itself or people don't understand where I'm coming from or what's going on. And I know that I've sent the odd, I did it today, um, a colon, a line, and half a, a bracket. And I don't remember if it was a happy half bracket or a sad half bracket, but it, it was an email. But people send in the same room each other facial expressions via <laughs> <laughs> email rather than making faces at each other to know what's going on. I don't mind emojis. 
I quite like them. As long as it's an emoji and your face still works and people still know where you're coming from. I think they're great to set the tone of something. You know, sometimes you send an email and you think, I kind of need to, like, I'm trying to be funny here, but if they read this wrong, they could take it insulting. So if you put a, you know, a smiling face, mm. kind of comes across in that way. But uh, for, like, younger people, for, like, 13-year-olds or whatever, I can see how it could be a, um, a problem because it's, it's not letting them express their emotions. And um, to kind of come full circle, because this was your question about, no, it was Bertie's question about meeting people and stuff, and where do people meet people? Um, and one of, sadly, the um, most common things that people have come to men's groups saying is, what's wrong with me, and how do I do me right? And what they find is there's nothing wrong with them, and they need to be them. And then life responds in that way. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. And what I haven't realized until really hit hitting home with it this year is how much loneliness there is. And irrespective of number of friends on Facebook and Instagram and high life and all of that, people are very, very, very lonely. Mm. People are really lonely, disconnected from themselves and disconnected from each other. Um, and then I've heard about um, the pickup artist men or boys that go chasing girls. The game. Yeah. You know the game? Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Um, and how so many of them love being with other blokes because they have friends and they have a common mission. <coughs> and you're cooler if you get a number or someone sets you a mission. You go out, you do something, you do a little trick and they like you or whatever it is. Um, but there's no follow through. That There are no dates. It's just like dash home to have a wank basically and that's what apparently a lot of these blokes do is they hang out together it's like it's a certain stage in school where girls are scary and this this has come up so much with men i've worked with is faced with a woman that they like or someone attractive or someone smart or powerful or whatever and they turn into scared little boys and i wonder how blokes are being and maybe women as well rewired where the wiring is not to connect with the opposite sex or to have quality relationships pretty much like I believe we've got um, with each other but also with women but the wiring is to get a fix of this and get a fix of that and this is my issue so I'll sexualize it in porn or this is my fantasy so if I'm this is another thing that really surprised me only in the last couple of months is to realize how many men when they're faced with a woman who's attractive they don't see the woman inside of them uh, in outside of them anymore they just get a flash to something they've been looking at at porn and they can't relate to this woman all they they're kind of overwhelmed with is imagery from porn where how do you start a conversation with that uh, that works the other way around as well isn't it surely Go on. women are the same i mean if you're seeing pictures of guys ripped all the time showing what they do in the gym and you're inundated with that, then yeah. surely you don't maybe look and go, he doesn't look like he's got a six pack, or he has, or I'll, he'll be more worthwhile to chat to, or mm. um, he's a bigger personality yeah. on Instagram, or. I wonder whether muscly male bodies is for other blokes rather than women. I don't know. Do it know used I mean? to be, didn't it? I swear. Mm. Like, it used to be back in like the 
70s and 80s and then all of a sudden it changed yeah. didn't it if you look at the bodybuilding competitions like Arnold Schwarzenegger it's all guys yeah watching it was all guys wasn't it yeah watching <laughs> the guys mm-hmm. up on stage it so it, all of a sudden it switched it, it swapped didn't it and it was the same with bikini contests as well someone was telling me what that it was all girls it was all just women don't call me a girly <laughs> 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 I'll be there don't lonely you just wanted to be in a bikini competition <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not, I don't know about that. I don't know if, if women do go for abs. I know other blokes go for abs. You know, not necessarily sexually, but mm. this is what I should want or this is how I should look. Or, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Expectation, isn't it? More, it's like, mm. this is what I'm expected to be. And not only that, hairless. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pro hair, hairless. Are you talking male or female or Both. yourself? First of all, first of all, myself because like I've got like two chest hairs, so you know I'm kind of like everyone should be the same as me. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> um, that hairist? Hey, hairist. Hey. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, I'm no hair, no hair. Sorry, no, I know you've got a big beard, but <laughs> so what? It's not the same everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, too much. <laughs> How are we doing for time, and where are we? <laughs> We're about. Um, an hour and 50 minutes in. Oh, right. So we've got about half an hour left. Shall we? Do you feel satisfied with that? Uh, yeah, well, no. <laughs> what but would you like? What I don't, I don't think I'll be satisfied with it. The thing is, well, I've, I've, I didn't necessarily ask that question. It was more of a, just a brain spurt. Like, that's the thing I was thinking at the moment. And it's because I've asked that question before in groups. And yeah. Uh, I think we came to quite a similar conclusion. It's like it's where you're coming from inside that counts, and and as well as yeah, doing things you enjoy, meeting people through that way. Hmm. Um, quite a good pun there, spurt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> drop that in there. Talking you? of which, I wonder whether the next round, and this is like a little bit edgy. So you started the first, James started the second. So this is over to you, Nigel. Um, is okay. So this is all well and good about change yourself on the inside and where you're coming from and attract it and everything but spring is in the air there are arousals and what do you do with these arousals um how do you manage yourself uh and one thing that i've often said is um and one thing that the media have always been interested in that i haven't sat down and written is how do you own your dick so your dick doesn't own you, or so you're not a dick. Over to you, Nigel. Thanks for that one. <laughs> no, no pressure. No pressure. You can't pass. <laughs> Don't give him that. <laughs> Come back to me. The, in the ground rules. Uh, uh, temporarily <laughs> suspended. <laughs> my, my initial thought is if you haven't got enough going on in yourself, then you just get involved in all this other superficial stuff going on. Explain. Um, if you don't have your own passions and your own drive and your own path to be on, yeah, then you're basically, you know, just walk, walking about being attracted by everything around you because you're not focused on your own, you know, getting somewhere to do something. You're right. You're around just, you know, seeing what's going on. So if you don't have your own personal focus, mm. then you're going to be distracted. Okay. Sorry to interrupt, Go but on. the... Um, the thing stopped working. Ah, we're not capturing video anymore. Shall we stick it on again? Um, <coughs> is it right if I do that quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Cool. Yeah. 
everything else, you're you're recording things working, isn't it? Audio's fine. Oh, the fine. Fine. So, are you saying if you're not focused or in alignment with yourself or what? You know, put it in your words. Get distracted. Yeah. Then you're talking about. I think it's. I think it's okay to be distracted. When we start again. Like it's fake. Yeah. Oh, to sync the sound and vision. Yeah. Don't you wonder sometimes? <laughs> David Bowie. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Don't That's give up your day job. Like <laughs> <laughs> having my granddad in the room. <laughs> he used to burst into song and old radio songs. No. I can't stop it. Now I'm granddad. Granddad, yeah, okay. we love you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking about distraction. Yeah, I think it's okay to be distracted. I think you're kind of meant to be distracted. Mm. You know, we we're attracted to looking at things. But um, for me, I feel more, I feel, and I, I guess I'm going back to my whole, this whole theme I keep going over and being a bit, that I actually get distracted by social media or what's going on. Um, and I find it takes me away from, or, or it feels like it steals power for me right. doing my thing. So are you saying owning your power is being able to be focused and if you're distracted, adjust back to your center or yeah, adjust back to Yeah, I think kind of, for me, knowing that I'm, for instance, binge watching a series on Netflix, right. I'll do it, but then in the end I'm like, come on, like, you know, get back to what you're working on. Right. And I think if you don't, for me, if I don't have that, then I kind of don't see the point of sticking to doing anyth anything. Yeah. But maybe for me, because I'm self-employed, it's different than when I was working. Yeah. Like, you know, when I was working at gyms and studios, I felt uh, I felt taken over by those businesses. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Really distracted. I felt owned by so those businesses. What about getting down to the bottom line, especially with um, spring in the air and uh, less clothes being worn? Would you say it's normal to be distracted and uh, aroused? course it is natural yeah. Mm. yeah uh and how can that be a positive rather than a negative and a frustration and to an extent cause pain mm. fair to say any idea perhaps when it starts going up into your head that you don't have something that you want something you can't get it it's difficult to or it's difficult difficult to connect whereas when we come back to that your that inner happiness and that you're following i know that I don't can't stand this saying, but following your bliss, you're kind of on more of your path of what you want to do, right? Rather than not having a focus. I think for me, it's focus, right? Mm. Okay, cool. Thank you. I think um, building on what Nigel said, <coughs> it gives actually what you said that what are the positives you could take from um, you know that sexual energy basically yeah um and i think actually it it could help to push you outside of your comfort zone um because it might be that if there is a nice um girl or person on the tube that it pushes you over from shying away from talking to 
that girl yeah to actually saying well i'm gonna do this and do what specifically like talk to that girl because you might be afraid of talking to so it's an opportunity it's an opportunity so So rather than being shameful or scared or turning into a little boy it's how do i how do i choose to respond to this rather than how do i choose to react to this or stick it in my bank bank for later exactly right that sounds empowering Mm. that sounds conscious and i think um like nigel was saying he said like it's such a natural energy that you can't actually work against it yeah so if you work you can't always work with it but sometimes you can um yeah it's it's like a an extra drive isn't it to to get you to yeah go like step over certain boundaries and lines or maybe push the boundaries a bit further out Mm. Mm. what's the worst that could happen it's all the rejection and maybe being seen to be a pervert or like i don't know yeah but then that's again that's all just they're just fears aren't they they're not really that's not the truth necessarily it can be and if it is then that's that belongs maybe you could say that belongs to the other person or that person's not right for you or it could be great feedback because a lot of blokes i mean men flirt private clients (coughs) they want to know when they come across as creeps Mm -hmm. or sleazy because they don't know which is fair enough um and when they come across as powerful or honest or vulnerable um and that's really important feedback really important feedback you know who knows how often i've come across like a a creep meanwhile i thought i was cool (laughs) 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 maybe twice anyway yeah that's really empowering and courageous Hmm. paul that was interesting i think it's what you were saying it's better to be yourself again than being suppressed or over creepy so it's like a bit more natural then isn't it what about the horn itself? Like yeah, it's, I just beat myself with branches when I get that. <laughs> <laughs> it usually helps. Because these are a normal, natural male urges, especially when it's sunny, I find. Mm-hmm. Not so much when it's cold in winter for me, especially if there's a full moon, especially if there's flesh around, especially if I haven't got laid for a while or something. Um, it's there and you know it's, it's uh, is it dirty is it bad is it wrong is it physical is it emotional is it spiritual could we <laughs> could we separate it could we say that part of it's animalistic and part of it we could use it for other things yeah it feels like a natural thing especially yeah. at this time of the year yeah and when it feels healthy for me is when I get to <coughs> express that, so like dance or exercise or music or something a little bit, you know, again, it's connection, I guess. So it's it like sounds to me that what you're now saying is it's not necessarily sexual energy. Mm. It's creative energy that can be expressed in different ways. Mm. Dance, exercise, yeah. rather than kept into sexual and maybe turned toxic because it's unexpressed or because mm. it's like what's wrong with me I'm not getting laid type thing mm. Mm. it does feel like that for me if, I, if I'm if i doing stuff that I really enjoy 
creative wise then i feel better in that area as well so mm. so in a way similar to what nigel said is if you have a purpose and a focus mm. then the distractions aren't there to kind of fill the gaps or take the energy away take the power away mm. it's like i don't know what to do with my power or my creativity therefore i'll sex it or therefore i'll push it down and get depressed or whatever mm. so this isn't e any longer sexual energy it encompasses a lot, lot more yeah i wonder whether sometimes for me it can be if i see myself more attracted by women around or i feel i'm going to that more i don't know how to explain that type of energy whether it's actually a signal to say how are you expressing this in other areas of your life like mm. you know the exercise or the purpose or the taking care of yourself mm. um the journaling the expression connecting with yourself maybe yeah. sometimes that energy is about connecting with the male in you your own male mm. energy right yeah. what do you think to this bertie so far i think it's very interesting <laughs> <laughs> is that all we're gonna get from you? <laughs> 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 um, I've been a little distracted with the video stuff, so I've been half lift like three quarter listening. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's been really interesting. Yeah, especially like, yeah, is it sexual energy? Is it creative? Um, and I agree with fully with everything you guys have said. The uh, focus, like having a focus, that helps and. Uh, Yoga, you did say two things which I really agreed with. I can't remember what they are right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, so, and I did have thoughts about it, but they're not there right now. That's cool. James? It's tremendous. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which bit? <laughs> uh, appar <laughs> apparently, I'm always a creep when I talk to girls. Really? That's what my friends tell me, yeah. Whenever I'm in that situation, like where it's like, I want to go and talk to that girl at the bar, whatever it is, they're like, you're so creepy. Mm. And I'm like, thanks, bro. That's great for my confidence. Mm. <laughs> I wonder whether, I mean, that's surely feedback. I don't know whether it's useful feedback. It's, it's feedback. I mean, I think it does worse than it does good because now I always have it in my head. And I think I overthink it massively whenever I talk to like if I'm but it's it's always in I feel like in a situation where it's not to be expected. Mm. Like the other day with the girl at the coffee shop, because there was no like pressure or there was nothing to be expected, I just went in with a good joke, she laughed, and it was like bang, the wheels were off, you know. So what there mean? was space for you to be you exactly. without coming up with a cheap line. Without coming up with this cheap line or having to be this cheap man you know and be like in a cheap shirt whatever right and then it's like in that scenario it's like i'm always a creep no matter what i do it's like my friends say you're the creepiest guy but then when i'm not in that situation it's like i'm james bond you know what i mean no wonder you're having such a tough time if people say and you believe that you're always the creep mm. meanwhile have people told you what works no so you don't know what actually works and what to do more of you just know what doesn't work Basically, which is everything I do. That so. is so <laughs> not fair on you. Nah, I think that's that that shit. Yeah. I think you've got the raw energy to do something with. And sitting back and not doing anything puts you nowhere. I think you've got something there to shape. And it's just like the guys, men's groups. We come in with unformed uh, opinions about things. They feel shit. 
we don't try and perfect it before we talk about it. The whole talking about it is learning. And yeah, that's why I think it. in that when we all speak and get together, it's like you double or triple your learning. Mm. So if you put yourself in a group of guys that are like, give you some different feedback and you had different time, you know, di a different environment to practice that, I think you'd learn a lot quicker and you'd find what you settle into. Just yeah. my take on it. No, I, 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 I think it can only help. That's for sure. Uh, getting like good feedback, you know, not just, yeah. oh, you're a creep. Go buy me a drink, you know, <laughs> like actually having a conversation mm. with someone about it and what to do and where you go wrong and how you behave, which is why I'm looking forward to the men flirt thing because mm. it'd be great to talk that through. Mm. And to get feedback. And to get feedback. Of proper, what fe proper feedback. Really works. I call it, yeah. But it's weird. They're my friends from school, so I don't know how much of it is like. Yeah. I was going to say some women might like the way you are. It might not mm. be creepy to them. It's like, <laughs> what, what do you do that's <laughs> creepy? What, yeah. what can really be Appar that creepy? Apparently, it's just the like the general, the way I, everything is, the way is I talk, the way I am. I don't know. Is this in. I picture myself as like Mr. Burns, you know? Like. <laughs> Yes. Rubbing your yeah, hands. <laughs> Hello, can I buy you a drink? Hello, you know. Gross. Is this, is this exactly. in like <laughs> exactly? This is in like pubs and bars and clubs. Yeah, pubs and bars. And like if I'm out with my friends having drinks, you know, I haven't seen them for a long time, and there'll be like that typical man thing. Oh, go get that bird's number. You know, oh, I shouldn't say bird. Um, you know, go get her number. But sort if, of thing. if that's the way they talk and that's <coughs> the community, then there's nothing wrong with it. It's mm. just up to you whether you fit there or not. They're my friends, and I love them dearly, don't get me wrong, but it's not like they're not the best people to talk to about this sort of stuff. Because mm. it's, which is something I'd love to talk about at some point, is like, who can you, you know, I'd hate to ruin my friendship with some of these people by telling them, like, you know, when you say that to me, it actually kind of bothers me a little bit, you know? It kind mm. of affects me, and I, that, that might ruin a friendship I've had for like years and years and years which I wouldn't want to ruin but that's a conversation for a different day I guess or it might transform it yeah it mm. might make it stronger but it's you know do you do that or you know to risk I don't mm. know if like I want to take that risk sort of thing with my friends you know and yeah. a lot of people uh, some blokes who come to groups say yeah I've got friends and we get pissed and we chase goals and we do sports and we do this and that but there's no depth and there's no space for me and there's no space for change or growth and whatever and I don't want to lose that so I'll carry on with that for as much as I want to but when I come here I know I'll get something different and a different part of me comes alive. Mm -hmm. Others just say well I've outgrown my friends or I'll see them once or twice a year when we have our annual uni get togethers and we'll get pissed and we'll vomit a lot and maybe someone will get laid and someone will take the piss and you know and, and that's fine but surely there's mm -hmm. a space for everything how has it been how, how much have oh, you got a little time um, how has it been with you lot and friends um, so you started the last one Nigel oh, I think so yeah. yeah how has it been since the groups and also leaving school un leaving uni with friends and different parts of you coming alive and growing and changing I think like um James was saying, like, love them and everything, and like Kenny was saying, this just a different space for everyone. Yeah, because some of like the real depth and like telling people how you feel and stuff that's come through the groups, and this, a lot of the stuff that I've talked about, I wouldn't have been able to talk about with my existing friends groups. Um, but actually, with certain things, I've spoken about it in the groups first, and then I've gone back to my friends and then spoken to them. So, and how's it been received when you've done that? It's been received well, and they were actually a bit surprised that I didn't feel like I could talk to them. Right. Um, but 
And has it changed uh, those relationships? And I think it's up? strengthened the relationships, um, but it's also quite hard because, um, yeah, sometimes you just want to be able to talk to people outside of your normal um, kind of life. Yeah. Like people that you see every day. So yeah. I think sometimes it's actually easier to talk to um, strangers or people that are used to expressing themselves. Yeah. Um, rather than the average kind of person. Mm. Mm. So do you still have friends from school, uni, everywhere you've worked? Yeah. Sports? Um, yeah, still from school and uni. Like, mm. And I value those friendships a lot. And um, <coughs> it's still important for me to keep th those relationships and be close with them. But I think the new relationships that are formed through people that I've met in the groups... Mm. Um, they've been amazing for me because everyone's at a different place in their lives. Yeah. So I felt like a lot of my friends had married, they've got kids, so um, they're just not as available. So it's not uh, out of not wanting to meet, but they're just so busy with their own kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And I'm in a different place in my life because I'm single and you know not married with kids and all of that stuff. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think without having met new people, I would have probably got really lonely. Mm. Um, and things like going on holidays again if someone's married and they've got kids they're not really uh, wanna gonna, gonna wanna go on holidays mm. with me because they wanna do family holidays so just little things like that have been amazing it's interesting how many of the married with kids men come to their closed groups and that's it mm. and it works for them because they know that that's their space that belongs to them and the rest is family, work, whatever. Um, and then there's the batch of men who show up once their kids have left home. And it's like, oh my God, who am I? Who is my wife? How do we get together? <laughs> and how do I start again? And it's like a new chapter in life. But yeah, very interesting. And the, l the last thing I'd say is like, I used to have a lot of friends that were girls, women as yeah. well. And sometimes, like, some of the stuff that we talk about here is very specific to men. Mm. Uh, so I felt like I lacked a lot of that depth with men. Um, yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, women and relationships and dating and all that kind of stuff. Even in a way, for me, the way that um, I can speak about being a boy mm. in the playground um, or at uni or in, in my family or with my mother or in the workplace... Um, and being a man in the different stages or even being horny a woman doesn't understand male hormones like I could never understand female hormones mm -hmm. it's a very very different thing um, and so many of the men have come and they've got male friends and so many of the men have never had male friends because it's just too scary mm. they don't know how it, it didn't work in school or it was just too rough or, or too weird that it's like okay now it's time for me to know myself here Hmm, cool. Yeah, I connected a lot of that, like, when I was at school, like, a lot of the guys were into football and, like, really, like, like man kind of stuff, again, in, in inverted commas, like, mm. but that wasn't really me. Yeah. <laughs> then I used to think that I, there was something different about me, or, but it was just that I was different from them, but there was nothing wrong with that. Mm. Um, the number of blokes that have said, I didn't give a damn about football, but I knew that pretty sharpish. I had to say Spurs and know 
the noises to make and who was what mm. and all of that. <coughs> uh, and now they do love it, but in the beginning, it was terror of being left out and called something or that, whatever. That's me. Really? That's, that's me. Well. That's mm. me. I wasn't, I mean, growing up, I'm not the big, I was, uh, the thing is, I was never good at it. So I never got into it. Yeah. But it's like, I just, you know, you had to know football, right? <laughs> Come Monday morning, you had to yeah. know who, yeah. what the scores were. You had to be part of that conversation. You couldn't be the one that's like, I don't follow football. Otherwise, mm. otherwise you you would have you were feeling like you were left out. You were not part of the pack. You and know? for a boy, especially in school, that hurts. But massively, because the only thing you really want in school, right, is to be accepted. Yeah. You just want to be have friends. So then it's like, you know, I remember sitting there on a Sunday night memorizing the scores. Not not knowing anything, but just memorising the score so that wow. come Monday morning I could be like, oh yeah, Man United, 2-1. Mm. That was a great goal, wasn't it? All this. But really, I didn't watch any of the games. I didn't wow. buy any of the kits. I didn't play FIFA because I just didn't like football, but I just didn't want to be left out. That's heavy. And I still, I mean, I, I enjoy it now. You mm. know, I'm a Tottenham Hotspurs fan. We're doing well. Um, I do enjoy it, but it's not my, it's not my passion. Mm. I don't love football. You know, I'll definitely, I miss the game this Wednesday. One of the biggest games of the season for Spurs. Didn't lose a minute sleep over it. (laughs) 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 I was fired, you know. So there you go. It's just—it's funny how you say that because it's and the the same. You said the same thing. It's like the amount of guys that I talk to who are like, I just had to pretend to like football just to feel accepted. Part of the tribe. Be part of the tribe, Mm -hmm. and I think that's so. There's something in there. Yeah. That smarter man than me could figure out. Wow. And it carries on. I mean, it starts in school carries on all through life I'd say um, Paul what about you and outgrowing friends in different stages in life yeah I mean football wasn't I still feel actually isolated now or, or cut off when people start talking about football now it's mm. like I've, I've never had any, any interest and in I've never shown to have any interest but um, instantly feel like oh shit where do I stand oh, I've got to stand over there because they're talking about football it's, it's I, I don't understand it it's, yeah um, so yeah, friends that I have now are, are different than what they used to be. I, I guess the people I grew up with were more into fighting, mm. so martial arts and stuff. It went into um, was always a bit of a, a joker of the pack. That would be how I would make myself feel f- like I was fitting in because everybody would laugh and at safe that stuff. as well. Surely, if yeah, you're the joker, yeah. take the piss out myself. You know yeah. that that kind of thing. So, and if you get in, if you take the piss out of yourself first, then other people might not. Mm. If you put yourself down first, then other people won't put you down. Mm. Takes away the power from from mm. them. Mm. Where in my head it does anyway. So, and I'd say there's a lot of truth in it, in the negative and the positive. And I'd say in the negative, people will only treat me as badly as I treat myself. Mm. And if I want people to treat me better, then I need to change my relationship with myself and and watch the magic happen mm. you know i love how spiritual we've all been t- today without being spiritual because it's really quite basic <laughs> 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 and would do would you say you've got um friends from school or from when you were younger or have you no, there's on? there's people that i will catch up with every now and again and that's cool i don't mind doing that but it doesn't it doesn't last very long before you sort of get bored of the same conversation. So it's, we'll go for coffee, can mm. do an hour, and then it's like, oh, do you know what, it really hasn't moved on since last time we, we spoke about stuff. And part of me resorts back to the old me, 
Yeah. And, you know, because I'm uh, hanging around that person. But So you know how to meet them. You know where yeah, to meet them. Yeah. And I know the language. I can play the game to yeah. a degree. And, and I don't mind that. But I couldn't see, like, my main friendships now, the people that I could hang around with all day and, and yeah. feel comfortable and be myself with. There's no acting. There's no pretending in that. Um, what I love about us lot, and especially like when we went to Morocco with that closed group and stuff, is it was all about exploring life mm. and coming alive rather than going around in circles and being a victim to the same old yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like everybody's on that growth. You know, they're, yeah. they're all looking for... You and know, we're not the same. No, everybody's got we're their, all their lessons and their things they're going through. and. Yeah. But everybody's in that same space, you know, for yeah. for growth and just self-reflection, I suppose, and mm. not living the same mistakes and not, you know, I guess that's where you were talking about the happiness. That's where the happiness comes from is being, is not learning the same, doing the same mistakes again. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's different. Mm. I'd say another issue um, that I know I share with some of you is childhood was not a bed of roses there was trauma uh there was there was shit going on um and maybe it was someone's fault maybe it wasn't someone's fault it really doesn't matter but with stuff going on with trouble at mill it's not all going to be fun and games in the playground because there's a distraction or there's pain or it's not safe or it's not secure or whatever it is um and it might be that the little boy has to be a man. And I know that for a lot of my life, I was a little boy pretending to be a man. And I was that little boy pretending to be a man probably until my 30s sometime, when I realized, or maybe 20s, I don't know, I'm not very good with numbers. Um, but everyone else respected me as a good man. Meanwhile, there was no space for me to even exist in my life, because for me, it was that automatic survival act of doing it right and getting it right. And it only changed for me when I made space for me to be who I am in my life and be my own man. Um, and then I had to, when I was safe enough, deal with that little boy who was abandoned or traumatized or went through whatever, uh, and then do my childhood and then do my adolescence. But it belonged to me rather than how I should be, and it was beyond survival. And I know that my life changed when I realized when I was surviving and I kind of like got over the survival, made it safe for myself and started living. And the number of people that have said to Bertie, it's so not fair that you're so young and you're starting now and we've waited until our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, and I can't imagine it means much to you <laughs> because it's like, yeah, whatever. Just tell me the answers and make the pain going away and <laughs> show me how to live a better life. But all the same, do you relate to this kind of stuff about, you know, like you were saying about leaving school and friends and uni and all of that? Where do you sit with it now? Yeah, um, yeah I do. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, so it was very much for me, it was that, thing you mentioned earlier where it was like um i you know we we had a lot of fun like my secondary school group we had a like a lot of fun together and there was a lot of banter um but there wasn't any there was very little wiggle room for growth mm. um 
and yeah it was kind of stuck in the same old like patterns and broken record kind of syndrome um and yeah i mean it's only now that i'm realizing that's what it was like i didn't know what was going on at the time so before you realized what what effect i just felt there was something wrong it's that what's wrong with me thing again and yeah yeah i think i i did ask what was wrong with me um and particularly yeah like even at university like the people i was hanging around with at university it was the same thing it's like um there was something there was something not there so there was something missing mm. and i couldn't quite connect with them um and i did ask what you know what's wrong with me back in the time and mm. then it's only since i've like come to the men's groups and really found people who are more my tribe mm. that i've uh ri- and where you know i'm not i'm not performing i'm not putting on an act so uh there's nothing wrong with me it's just i was surrounded by the wrong people yeah yeah and just to say um tribe for the moment because mm. it's not a cult we are all allowed to leave <laughs> oh <And> thank god they <laughs> 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 can't I've see me chained to the desk i've only, <laughs> I've only just got the tattoo <laughs> <laughs> but it is like there are so many organizations and cults and religions and clubs and clans and whatever that say it's safe with us it's not safe in the big bad world where i think as far as we're all concerned it's like purely through choice and the groups for me are as true to real life as possible without any special lingo or behavior or anything like that um and for me that's the magic of it and it's the way i don't remember it's the way yogesh said that you experimented with who you are who you really are in the groups and then took it out into into the world with awareness Mm. and that's what it's about I know we're running out of time. Any final words, Bertie, on this note? Oh, on the the childhood? Yeah, and outgrowing friends and... Um, no. James, this has been your first men's group. Are you a man? Far from it. <laughs> far, far from it. I can tell you that honestly. I'm far from it. Right. So let's take a quick vote on this. Hands up if you think that there is a man in James and that you've seen it today. Somewhere deep down. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder whether there's a part of you. Thank you all, by the <laughs> way. I wonder whether it's like your own sense of self that might need to shift. Because I've noticed the way that. Um, and I don't know where this came from, but you said Paul said something about being the joke or the joker. Uh, and I've noticed that with you. You take it and people give it to you. And it's a role that I think you know how to play. And there's so much more to you. <laughs> there really is. As long as you and other people uh, give it the space, then you could be whoever you want to be. Yeah, I. Uh, y- you talk about the joker. Yeah, I was always the joker as well. So I'm I'm very used to it, and my self esteem has never been good. You've always you always pester me about that whenever, <laughs> whenever we hang out. <laughs> Speak good about yourself. Stop putting yourself down. Stop putting yourself Partly down. because it's lies. It's not true. I, yeah, but it's it's, it's it's an easy defense mechanism to go yeah. to, isn't it? And it's an easy place to go just to be like, oh, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so bad, kind of thing. You know, it's a very defensive thing. Mm. But yeah, maybe my I do. That's why I'm here. I've got, I've got to shift it. I've got to change my perspective a little bit, I guess. Brilliant. There's so much that needs to be done with me. I'll tell you that now, man. We could do a whole book on what's wrong with me and what problems I've got and what needs to change. So 
you don't need fixing there's nothing wrong with you i'm <laughs> guessing like my take is you need space to be self-aware and to grow and to know your boundaries and to have space and let's see what do you guys think I in think, a nutshell i think we've all got books written on us about all the things that were wrong mm. Or there's probably going to be volumes to be written as well. Yeah, never ends really. Mm -hmm. So that's why I got such a big rucksack. Encyclopedia of Nigel. Right, that's what makes it interesting. That's not yeah, and it's nice to hear everyone say that. Mm. It's kind of comforting to know that everyone sort of thinks the same way. That what's wrong with me, sort of thing. That's life. eh? (laughs) It's a journey. It's a journey. Well, and I, um, I suppose that a very serious note. Um, you know, we brought up in the groups times about suicidal feelings. And I think I was having this discussion with Bertie a while back. Like, I've had thoughts for many, many years. And then sitting in a group, you know, everyone starts to put their hands up. Yeah, we've had feelings like that. Mm. I was like, fuck, I can't use that one anymore. We have run out of time, eh? Yes. So... Thank you all very, very much for showing up and sharing yourselves and telling the truth and blah, blah, blah. I want to go for a wee now. So I guess, how many seconds do we have? You are over by 44. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to take 20 seconds for the bell. Um, and what I always, or what we always, because I'm not the only one that runs men's groups here, say at the end of the groups is... If anything comes up, it's very typical, they say, of men to isolate and go down a hole and think about things. If anything comes up, don't isolate. Contact each other. No one's obliged to respond. Contact the group facilitator because the group facilitator will respond. And stay connected because when I disconnect, all hell breaks loose. So, do you know what? I I can't put my hand on the bell right now. And I know we're out of time, so I'll go... Do the, it's fine. Shall I? It's fine, yeah, do it. Oh, yeah, I was going to go ding with my voice. I found it. Right. So, 20 seconds. Happy spring, happy full moon, happy fleshy distractions, happy harnessing your energy, getting in alignment and living happily ever now. You're listening to Kenny Marmorella Decrease on the Men's Radio Station.